Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. to the spotlight shout out to big dick mlj for the intro as always i'm jeremy lambert that is steven jensen with a shaky webcam it looks like what is, yeah it's, why are you blurry can you see me okay now yeah but no it's still it's very blurry it's blurry yeah i hope you guys can see me okay oh yeah, yeah. i literally just moved my camera just a little bit just down so y'all can see me better can you hear me okay yeah you're fine it's a little delayed you uh, we we got the john cena treatment going on i feel like this is, a, this is a great tribute to the great John Cena. I appreciate your effort here to, to pay tribute to the GOAT, John Cena. For sure. <laughs> you can't see me. Can't. Can't at all. That's crazy. Uh, I don't know what happened. My connection's great. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. I don't know. I, I, I see everything really clear on my end. Like, there's no delay or anything. Okay, well, let's just get started. And hopefully the audio is good if the uh, video is messed up a little bit. What can you do? Everything was working fine perfectly until we started the show. And then, do you, want me to, uh, do you want me to leave real quick and jump back in? If you would like to, go for yeah, it. Yeah, give me just one second. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We'll get the we'll get the day after dynamite look going on here. Everybody watch day after dynamite, uh, three o'clock today, youtube.com slash fightful, right here. This channel that you're watching right now with Will Washington, who was at Dynamite last night, and a special guest. Don't know who it is. I'm sure I'll be making the run-in though. Um, guys, we appreciate you joining us. Leave a thumbs up. On this video, subscribe to the channel. Send in your super chats if you would like. Get your question, comment, statement read on air. That helps support us as well. There's Steven Jensen looking a lot better. Better now? Yeah, looking a lot okay, better. Good. All right. Awesome. Let's get into Let's it. Go. Jensen, now that now that we can see you, we can but one man we cannot see is the great John Cena. And we will talk about him mm-hmm. right after this bumper. Do you want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a WWE superstar? WWE Superstar sounds a whole lot better than me than being a professional wrestler. 
the greatest WWE superstar of all time, by considered by many, including myself, John Cena. He's back, Jensen. He's going to wrestle Friday night on SmackDown, teaming with Kevin Owens to take on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. They set this up by, you know, Kevin Owens flicking John Cena a text and saying, hey, you know, we've had a match every year since you entered WWE in 2002, but you haven't wrestled this year. And there's only like a couple events left. What do you think about wrestling on the final SmackDown, the final WWE show of the year on December 30th? And John Cena said, yeah, let's do it. 40-year-old, however old, John Cena's got to be pushing 50 at this point. Bless that man. Uh, with his old... Same get up that he's been doing for about 15 years. Doesn't matter. That's the greatest of all time in my mind. I cannot wait for John Cena to be back on SmackDown to be wrestling again. There's always a big fight feel when big match John is around. We're heading into rumble season. We'll see if they got something lined up for the rumble. We're heading into WrestleMania season. We're seeing if they got something lined up for WrestleMania. I would imagine he's going to have something at WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on John Cena being back? Steven Jensen. I mean, I'm happy to see him back. I'm, uh, you know, I was, <clears throat> I was definitely of like the generation that did not like John Cena until, uh, you know, I was, you know, pretty, pretty standard for like the time. Right. So like, I liked the, the thugonomic stuff. I, uh, I actually knew about him in UPW a little bit. Cause like, I remember following that website cause like the Miz was training there and like Samoa Joe had been there. And stuff. So I remember I used to like go on the UPW website back in the day. And I remember, um, I remember like just all these guys back when they were like training and stuff. So I remember like the prototype, like that, like being a thing. And then seeing as, you know, the rap gimmick got over massive. And then, uh, of course, after that, you know, it was tough because you're in the same boat as me, I'm sure, where it's like <clears throat> John Cena, he wasn't like the best in ring wrestler especially at that time, but he was beating all of our heroes. Like he was going in there and beating like Shawn Michaels and beating triple H and beating. I didn't um, care about, I was see everyone misconstrues this of like, Oh, we all hated John Cena. I've always been a John Cena guy. I did not. I was not someone who turned against John Cena. It's like, Oh, he's being shoved down our throats. Can't stand this man. No, I was riding with John Cena. 100% day one down since day one ish. With John Cena, nice. I mean, and and that's that's good because like here's the thing. I, over time, right? Like after, because I was I was in the crowds doing the whole John Cena sucks and like everything. There you go. I've actually got a John Cena T-shirt I almost wore today, but usually it's like the camera's too low to even see what I'm wearing, so it's like that's not even worth putting on. But I, uh, but no, over time, I'll tell you that it was really the <clears throat> the U.S. Open Challenge period really really earned a lot of my respect for John Cena. I've always had respect for him as a person. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I I thought it was fascinating. They put out a documentary years ago where it just showed like, like his life. And he's basically at the time, he was basically only sleeping on airplanes. And like in his free time, he was like learning Mandarin and he was just constantly traveling, constantly promoting the company and just obviously wrestling, you know, 200 to 300 times a year or whatever. And so I have Matt and of course the make a wish stuff. I mean, that's like, I, I think anyone who has, I, I feel like nobody could like in a, in, in good faith, like actually objectively say that like John Cena is a bad person. Like, I think John Cena is like one of the best human beings that's ever lived. Like on, on the make a wish stuff alone. Like, I think that that's like, he's an incredible human being for that. 
So this is a long way of saying over time, I became a big Cena fan. Like to this very day, like I really, really like John Cena. And I think that it was definitely for me, it was, it was, um, it was a tough pill to swallow at the time because he came in and he like beat all my favorite wrestlers and I didn't think he was very good. Um, but I do commend WWE for sticking with him. And I do consider him like probably the, the top WWE superstar ever. Like when you look at like the grand scheme of things, I mean, you always have Hogan there. You have, you had the, the short period where Austin was on top. Um, and that's really the only thing that I think are comparable. Cause like the rock was never as big as Austin, like when they were both in the WWE at the same time. So like, Cena is arguably the biggest WWE superstar they've ever had, especially because you got to look at his, his tenure too, his longevity. So um, I think it's I think it's great for the WWE for the WWE universe that Cena is you know coming back to do something. I definitely expect him to wrestle WrestleMania. I don't think he's gonna come back and do this and not do WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a long kind of a long answer on that. But I I current current day I am a John Cena fan. I really like John Cena, and and I think myself and a lot of other fans from my generation that hated on Cena. We uh, when he left, it, things got way worse, and we were like, "Oh, actually, Cena was kind of like the glue holding all this together in a lot of ways." It felt like so. Um, I have massive respect for Cena. I think it's I think it's cool that he's coming back, and he's teaming with Owens, which he has you know some history with, which is cool. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. It's a cool moment for Kevin Owens, who he's talked about it. His his son is a big John Cena fan, and when his son found out that he's going to be working with John Cena. He was very excited. And now he's teaming with John Cena. Right. His son is even, even more excited. All right, throw on uh, your Triple H hat. Grab your Triple H pencil. What are you doing with Cena <sighs> at WrestleMania? It all depends on The Rock. All of this depends on The Rock for WrestleMania, it feels like. Because if The Rock's going to come back and wrestle, he's going to wrestle Roman. So... They have the two nights of WrestleMania, which definitely opens up options. But, like, are they going to make Roman wrestle twice? Does he even want to wrestle twice? Do they want to risk injury on night one? And then he wouldn't be able to do night two? Or does he have to defend both titles both nights? Or is he defending both titles simultaneously? Like, there's a lot they need to figure out when it comes to The Rock. And it feels like that's what they're waiting on. They might already have their answer. But that kind of feels like from the fan perspective, that's what we're all waiting on is, you know, is The Rock coming back? And is he going to wrestle, uh, you know, if The Rock's coming back, he's going to wrestle Roman Reigns, obviously. So you have the options, of course, where you can do Roman Reigns versus uh, The Rock on night one. Roman wins. You can do Cody versus Roman on night two. I prefer Cody to win there. Um, but if you're going to... So the, the reason I bring all that up, though, is because this is dependent on The Rock. If The Rock's wrestling Roman Reigns, let's just assume that that's what Roman's doing and there isn't, like, two nights and all these other scenarios. That boxes Cody out to where I would say probably do Cody and Roman... Or, sorry, Cody and uh, John Cena. Um, otherwise, it's going to have to be something really big, mainstream, like Logan Paul versus Cena. Like, something like that, in my opinion. Um, just, like, an attention grabber. But it'll be, it'll be a great match because Logan, you know, killed it. I will say this, Logan's going through some stuff right now with his zoo, this, uh, zoo coin stuff. I don't want to get too into it, but like, I don't know what that, it's not a good look right now for Logan. Um, so like, he's kind of having to, to fight that right now. Um, don't know how it's going to look on his WWE run. I have no idea. Or if it's even on WWE's radar, I have no idea. But, um, so yeah, what, what do you think? I'm not, my prediction, my official prediction is we're still going to get Cody versus Roman, whether it's on night one or night two. And I think that's what's going to happen. But if seeing a, if Cena needs an opponent and Cody can't wrestle Roman, I'd say Cody and Roman. 
Logan Paul. Oh, sorry, sorry, Cody uh, and Cena. I'm sorry. Logan, I think Logan Paul is an easy match to do. Logan's already called him out. I don't think WWE cares about whatever he's going through. They they have bigger issues with people who are saying dumb shit, and they don't seem to be doing anything about that. So I don't think they're too worried about what Logan. It de- you need to look <laughs> into it. It depends. Like he, there's a lot of money involved in what he did. Um, I mean, I I believe yeah. you. I admittedly um, have not looked into it because. Yeah. I, yeah, Coffeezilla, like, shout out Coffeezilla on YouTube. He did a three-part series on it. Um, explains everything. Not a good look for Logan. I'll just be honest. But he's apparently Logan's gonna go on impulsive uh, in like you know in a few days and like try to explain his side of this. But he's apparently had like an, like a year to do that, and he's just now doing it. Anyway, that that that's that's a whole other thing. But but it's something that needs to be brought up because it could affect his WWE career. It honestly could. So anyways. I. I will take your word for it. Again, I've not looked into it, uh, but they have other people who I feel like are doing worse than scamming crypto out of people. Which sure. is no, I know, what, I know what you mean. But I get yeah, it, they've also got people, you know, going after entire communities and whatnot, and that that's not a good look either. They're just kind of keeping that hush. Logan, you know how this business works, Jensen. If you're a big enough star, and if you bring in money they will much easier forgive and forget these things and continue to use you on television. Absolutely. Just like in combat sports, like if you're winning, it fixes everything. You know what I mean? You can be the biggest piece of trash alive, but if you're winning, same with boxing, same with, same with just sports in general. Like yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of athletes that have done terrible things that are out there on the field every week. And Sean Watson got the biggest guarantee <laughs> of all time after everything that came out against him. Right. Exactly. That's my whole point. Right. I mean, like there's, there's plenty of Deshaun Watson type scenarios or, or even worse where like one, just because they're winners, they're still out there playing, but if they were not as good at their sport and doing the same thing, they'd be banned. You know, it's like, it's, that's, it just is what it is. I'm I'm not, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just, I agree. I agree. I'm agreeing with you. Well, I think if you can set up Logan and Cena, if you know, they push that stuff aside, which I don't, I don't think you should ever do that. I think you should always take that stuff into account, but we know how this stuff works. Then you probably do Logan and, and Cena. Otherwise, so I have two scenarios here. One, Cena and Austin. If Austin wants to do another match, I think you do John Cena because that's just a dream match that we never got, that we never thought is possible. Two generations clashing against each other. Cena's done the Rock match. He gets the the Austin match to check off his list as well. Yeah. I think that's just a big time match and a dream match for a lot of fans. And like, Cena's a safe worker. Austin took the bumps on the concrete last year, which was insane. So he's willing to put his body on the line a little bit. Cena certainly not a guy who's gonna go out there and make him work too too hard. Uh, so I really like the dream match scenario. The promos those two could do against each other would be great as well. I'd really enjoy the buildup to that one. Otherwise, I think you've got to put somebody over Cena. I think you've got to make a young star because this is where they have failed in the past with a lot of these legends and stuff of like, they just move on, they do the dream matches, or they just move on and they don't put anybody over. Um, I mean, the last time I saw Cena, he was losing to Roman Reigns, which is fine, but Roman's already like a made guy. You could even say the Austin match of like, oh, why didn't Owens win? Owens is already like in a good position and everything here. I think you need to make somebody with Cena. Theory is going to be the name that everybody tosses out because that's built in. Theory has wanted that for a long time. I can understand that. I'm not as high on Theory as everybody else is. I do think this new turn has been good for him and I've enjoyed it, but 
if you can, if you're that high on somebody like a Braun Breaker, put put him in that position and, and go with that. Uh, whoever you're high on, and, and Braun is like the first one that jumps to mind because he is the NXT champion. He's probably ready to move on from that brand, but Shawn Michaels even seems a little bit hesitant of he wants there to be a little bit more. Money Mark says Gunther. Gunther's good. Uh, he's probably older than how old is Gunther? Uh, he's been around for a while, but he I don't mind. I don't know if John Cena wants to go in there. See, Gunther's 35. Like when I say like, I understand Gunther's like new to WWE television. When I say like making somebody, I'm talking about making somebody like in their twenties of like, they have this victory over John Cena to hold on to. And I realize WWE doesn't have this like plethora of young talent out there uh, right now. A lot of them are in NXT. So you'd have to call one of those guys up. Like Carmelo Hayes would be like fantastic if you can get him in that position and just completely make Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I think that would be a big coup. Car- Carmelo Hayes is 28. He's got at least a good decade run in him. Uh, so like I would do something like that because I think Carmelo Hayes is definitely, definitely ready. Uh, yeah, Action and Dreddy, go ahead and call him up. Solo. See, Solo's, how old is Solo? So I'm going to look this one up as well. He's not uh, very, he's young. He's pretty young, I think. He's 29. I'm not, yeah. I'm not mad at solo. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to make solo in that position, that's not, that's not a bad call right there, but yeah, if you want to make somebody, make somebody who is in their twenties to defeat uh, John Cena, uh, remorse betrayal says Cody, like, if you can do Cody and Cena, I'm not mad at that. I think there are bigger plans for Cody, but Cody getting that victory over Cena is certainly a, a good cap and a good um, consolation prize. If there's Roman and the rock that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, so I I'd actually talked to Doug on Tuesday about some of these scenarios, and we talked a little bit about Austin and Cena potentially, and I like that idea a lot. I think I think that Cena, or sorry, Austin rather, if he's if he's known since last WrestleMania or around last WrestleMania, like he got that feeling back and he's like he's like, Hey, I I could I did good out there. I could do this again, and I'm gonna dedicate the next year to getting in even better shape and getting ready for this. Because I've seen like some some little videos and stuff here and there throughout the year where like Austin has been in the gym. It looks like he's getting in good shape. So like if, if Austin's in good enough shape and he wants to do like a legit, just wrestling match against John Cena, I would love that. I, I completely agree with, with everything you said about that scenario. Like that's a, that's a dream match. That's something we thought we'd never see legitimately two, arguably the two biggest stars in WWE history. And if not two that are absolutely in that conversation, so, yeah, I would I would love that. But once again, it all just comes down to the Rock because there's a lot of different things I guess you could do with Cody if he doesn't wrestle uh, Roman. But that's the big question mark because everyone's kind of expecting Cody to come back when the Royal Rumble, go to WrestleMania, wrestle for the title, win the big one. That's kind of the big thing, and we're going to talk about him here in just a second. A kind of a good segue, anyways, uh, with him doing the uh, like that interview. Uh, this past Monday on Raw, but because if if not, because I I just heard rumors that they're gonna they're thinking about doing Gunther versus uh Brock, maybe do Cody versus Brock. Like if if Cody's not gonna wrestle for the title, it had to be something big. Or I guess you run back Rollins a fourth time, but like I don't like the idea of that because he's already Cody didn't seem to like the idea. Yeah, of that the, the only way that this could play out in which like I I would be okay with it. Don't love it, but I'd be okay with it. Option one. Top choice, Cody beats Roman for the title at WrestleMania. He's the one who gets the visual pin on him, one, two, three. First guy to pin him in like three years or whatever, wins both titles. 
we move on to a new era in WWE. Roman probably takes some time off. If that doesn't happen, and it's The Rock versus Roman, I'd assume Roman's going to retain, hold on to the title a little longer. You'd have to give Cody something big to do at WrestleMania, whether it's Seth Rollins or whatever. Like, just something he's got to he's got to win a big match at WrestleMania, and then you got to put the title on Cody at SummerSlam. That's like the only other scenario that I'd be okay with. Otherwise, I feel like you've squandered this giant return from for Cody, which not only was a return to WWE, it's the double whammy. They they took AEW's EVP, one of their founders. Like this is a massive, massive deal. He still has his IP. He's still getting AEW. Well, they, not anymore, but he's not getting. You know, he was getting right now. There's AEW Cody Rhodes action figures on the pegs. He's gonna be in the AEW uh, video game. He tweets about AEW all the time. You don't you don't give somebody a deal like this if you're WWE if you don't have big plans to to pay that off. And I just really feel like they're dropping the ball. I know I'm a giant Cody stan. I get that, but like I feel like a lot of people feel like I do, where the story's right there. It writes itself. How did you he's hurt though? Like how are you? How are they dropping the ball with Cody right now? He's hurt. no, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm saying if they did, if they didn't give him the title, like if they if okay. he just like came back and like 2023 comes and goes and he never won the WWE title this year. I think that would be a gigantic, that would be dropping the ball, I think, massively for the WWE and for Cody, you know. You're already burying WWE for not putting the title on Cody in 2023. Well, yeah, I will bury them if they don't do that because I think it's, <laughs> it's a, because I think that's a massive reason why he came back. Like, I think that's a, I think that's a bad move if you're WWE management. It's like you got this guy back because not people got to understand getting Cody isn't just getting Cody. It's getting Cody and keeping Cody happy so that when guys and girls and non-binary wrestlers, whatever, we don't discriminate here, when their contracts run out in AEW, who do you think they're talking to? Like, he's the bridge now to get, to get. I mean, I'm not, name names, we don't know who's going to, but like, I mean, there's going to be times where people are going to become free, like Ricky Starks and MJF and Jade Cargill and so on and so forth. And who do you think they're going to be talking to? You know what I mean? When WWE is courting these people. So I'm just, I'm just saying like, it, it isn't just, you got Cody. It's like, you got Cody and now you have access to all Cody's future talent. That's currently not there that they could get eventually. So I, here's, you know. here's who Cody faces at WrestleMania. You thought he was retired. Nope. He's got one more match in him. Steven Jensen, triple H, triple I mean, H and Cody. I don't know if triple H could actually pull it up, I know, but, but if he could, that's, that's the dream match for sure. Yeah, Trips can throw a punch or two. Cody can bump and feed for him. Cody, Cody will do all this dumbass bumping that he loves to do. He'll throw himself all over the place for Triple H. He'd make Triple H look like a million bucks. All Trips has got to do throw his punches, some kicks. Maybe he can hit a pedigree. That's it. Can can you do this, Triple H? Can can you do this for Cody? I, I one bump. That's all Triple H's got to take. He's got to take one bump. He's got to take the crossroads. Or maybe he just takes a pedigree on his own. Listen, I I don't I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but I, I'm so sure of this that I will promise you that when Cody resigned with WWE, there was plans for him versus Triple H. And then Triple H had the the heart issue, like which obviously like that's way more important than he's Now the heart issue me. came out before he resigned with WWE. But no, it came out I I don't know. It was it he, was close because had, it was he, it was Triple Cody, H had, announced, Cody had signed already though, but he hadn't debuted. Yeah, I think that Triple H knew his career was kind of over 
by when he had all the health issues at the end of last year. Because it was March when he made the announcement. Cody obviously came back in April. So when but, did he sign is if he signed March? But Cody was a free agent since like around that time, remember? Because there was like a few months there where it was like, is he staying or leaving? Does he have a deal or not? Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you could be right. I'm just saying, I think that, I think, let me put it this way. I think in Cody's perfect scenario and WWE's perfect scenario and Triple H's perfect scenario, they're doing Cody versus Triple H in the WWE. Like, I think everyone wanted to do that. But if, if Triple H's health is obviously way more important. I'm not sitting here like he should go out there and risk his life to wrestle Cody Rhodes just because I'm a fan. You know, like I'm not, I'm not like that, but, um, but I'm with you. If he can wrestle and he can do it safe, that is the match. Like that is the, the, the match that makes the most sense for if Triple H wants to have one more and he's willing to, you know, to you know risk it, you know, in any way, shape or form, like that, that, that would be the match would be him and Cody. There's just, there's, it writes itself doesn't need to do anything just stand there let cody be Shawn michaels against hogan at SummerSlam. just bump his ass off all around that's what we need to happen right there with with triple h and cody Rhodes. look if triple h can't go he can't go his health is way more important than doing a cody match at wrestlemania i'm just throwing out ideas everybody uh, cody if, they, if you can do the Cena match at WrestleMania, go with that. I've seen talk of, I don't know how credible this is. I think it came from WrestlingNews.co um, of them splitting the titles and like Rollins is the WWE champion and he faces Cody at WrestleMania. I don't need Cody and Rollins again. If if Seth had won the Hell in a Cell match, it would have made sense because Seth with his great persona could just hold that over Cody doing his cackling and everything. Of course, Cody is a one-armed man in that match, but he still beat him, right? He beat him in the final time we've seen Cody He put Cody out of commission and he beat him. He said Cody won three matches and he won one of those matches with one tit. So he doesn't need to beat Seth Rollins again. I don't need that match again. I don't care if Seth is the champion. Well, in the say, like if they're and if they want to revisit it, just do it while Cody's the champion and do it for the title. Like you don't have to do this right now before all that. You can revisit it later if you want to. And by the way, I heard those rumors as well about uh Roman potentially dropping the title, most likely to Seth split the titles up before WrestleMania. And then you have Cody wrestling for one title, Roman defending the other title. I hate that idea i think that's a terrible idea i don't believe that idea for a second i'm not like don't want to discredit whoever reported that but i honestly don't believe that idea um because i i i give triple h way too much credit like i if vince was still there i could see that happening but like i give triple h too much credit i that would be such a stupid idea to have roman not lose for this long and then you have him lose right before WrestleMania where okay, the title so, then is defend the other one. It devalues the whole thing. So here's my here's my scenario of Roman losing one of the titles without ro- losing. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania 2000. You remember the triple threat match between Angle, Benoit, and Jericho where they had the Intercontinental and the European title on the line. Yeah, you do something two similar. Falls, two falls where there was a title on the line each yes. fall. Yeah, right. So let's say Royal Rumble scenario. You do something similar with um with roman seth and let's just say drew mcintyre let's just throw drew mcintyre in there uh you do a two fall thing first falls universal title second fall wwe title however you want to do it roman wins the universal title fall drew takes the pin on the wwe title fall right 
So that way Roman doesn't get beat, but he loses the WWE title. So now you're thinking, okay, well, why doesn't Roman go after Seth to get the WWE title back? Because he never lost it. Seth, Seth is going to cackle. Seth is going to be like, I beat you. I took one of your titles. He's going to hold that over Roman, right? So next night on Raw, Roman comes out and he declares that he wants to go after Seth. He's like, I'm coming for my title back. You didn't beat me type of thing. Because it would make sense that Roman would still care about the title. Rock's music hits. Rock comes out. Now Roman has a bigger fish to fry than to go after Seth Rollins and the WWE title. He's got the rock standing in front of him. Now he's got to worry about the rock. That is what takes up his time going into WrestleMania. That's how you get Roman still caring about the WWE title, but understanding of why he would move away from the WWE title. Cody comes back. He wins the rumble. Cody decides to go after the WWE title because remember he does. It's not about beating Roman for Cody. It's about winning the WWE title. And he knows he can beat Seth. And then he goes after the WWE title. And that's how you do uh, Seth and Cody at WrestleMania and rock and Roman at WrestleMania. That is my scenario that protects Roman from taking the fall, gets you Cody at the WWE title also makes it make sense, at least in my mind to where Roman it still cares about the WWE title. It's just like, oh, he lost. Why does he care? Because I know people are like, after WrestleMania last year, when he beat Brock, why doesn't he just toss the title aside? People want like, oh, Roman should just be stripped of one of the titles. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, and if he's be, gonna, no, yeah, right. Or he's just gonna like, here, take this belt away from me. I don't want it. No, why would why would Roman Reigns do that? Of like, right. take this belt. He should care about these titles. And in this scenario, he still cares about the WWE title, losing the WWE title. But The Rock is there. He cares more about this man who has done it all in wrestling and Hollywood. And is now he's proclaiming, you know, he's the real head of the table. Roman wants to be, he's the head of the table. You got to beat The Rock to really be the head of the table. That's my idea. I, I like it. You know, that's if, if they were going to go that route, that makes, that's actually probably the best case scenario you just laid out. I still don't like the idea of Roman losing the title before, and either of the titles before WrestleMania. Like, I think he should stay completely i agree i'm with you but but no no i i I know i'm I'm just but i'm saying like that you came up with a good scenario like if they do need to take one of the titles off of him i think it's smart of you also to point out because i think this this is very fair to bring up is that cody is talking about specifically the wwe championship coming back and winning the big one he isn't talking about the universal title although they're kind of one in the same you know at this point but i but i know what i know what you mean like i mean that that is a distinction that is worth bringing up um, it isn't so much about who's holding the title. It's about becoming the WWE champion because Dustin never held the title. Dustin never held the title and he can be the first Rhodes to do it. Not only that, people need to understand how much Dusty Rhodes meant to the WWE and how much he means to, like the current WWE roster through what he did in NXT. Like a lot of his Dusty's kids are, you know, his actual kid is Cody, obviously, but then you have Dusty's kids, which was like basically the whole current WWE roster was, under Dusty Rose at one point or another, and he had a huge influence on Triple H and so on and so forth. So Cody winning the WWE title, it isn't when when I when I get so passionate about seeing him win the title from a personal level, it means everything to me because I've because I've known him for so long. But like, it's so much more than that because you have, there's so many layers to it when you, when you think about the Dusty stuff as well, because that's. That's WWE's way of also kind of paying tribute to Dusty and the, that whole family and kind of making that all right, kind of in a way too. And like, I, I just feel like it's a big, like Cody just represents a lot. And it also represents, once again, like this guy founded our competition and we brought him over and gave him the title, like anything's possible, you know? So it's, I, I, 
But I w- once again, I like I like your scenario if they're going to take one of the titles off. Um, now here's another question that I need to throw out there or scenario I need to throw out there because we're all assuming that if if the, the Raw comes back, that the Romans beating him to retain the title or the titles, whatever the scenario is. I for the last few years I've said because this has been a rumored match for years. I've said, yeah, for sure. Like Roman definitely beats the rock on unquestionably, but like now I'm seeing stuff about like his movies not doing so good and stuff. And like, I don't know if his like public perceptions changed a little bit. I don't follow that stuff enough, but I've heard little things here and there where I'm like, would he come he back? Killed and the DC like, universe. Well, that rock killed DC. And once again, I don't know enough about that to, to speak on it, but like, that's like what I'm hearing, which you just said pretty much. And it's like, I, is he in a scenario right now where he's like, screw it. You know, Hollywood's really not the place for me at the moment. I'm going to like, I'll go back to the WWE for like a year or whatever and, and be the champion for part no, of it. I don't you know? think, I don't think he's in a scenario where I'm going to go back to WWE for a year and be the champion. I do think, I do think that it is a scenario where it almost makes it more likely he does return for this WrestleMania gig because of everything that is going on and he can get the some goodwill back by going back to wrestling facing sure. Roman, doing the wrestlemania match and everything like that don't think it's like it's so bad for him out there right now that it's like i need to go back to wwe and be and do wrestling again for a year but now i think the percentage has grown because of this whole mess with black adam and dc because it ain't a good look for him and it is a it's a it's finally a knock against him and that he's been very bulletproof in hollywood it seems like anything he wants to get made has gotten made anything he says everyone loves yay the rock and now it's like oh what rock what are we doing here yeah well and by the way like what you just said i think is like way more like the more realistic like what's actually happened scenario as far as um you know i like, I think that it's more along the lines of he is more inclined to do WrestleMania right now because things in Hollywood aren't going great for him, like, at this exact moment. But, you know, I when I say The Rock coming back for a run, whether it's, you know, a year or, like, three months or whatever it is, I, I it isn't necessarily because, like, Hollywood is so bad to him. Now, I think he just had, it's, this happens to everybody. Like, I mean, he's having, like, a little rough patch right now. I don't think he's, like, done in Hollywood or anything like that. But, my point is really more so I think he really does love the WWE and the WWE universe. And like that's, he'll get the complete opposite, you know, uh, response from, from our crowd than he will there. Like if he, if he is right now, if he's not liking the the DC audience and what they're saying to him and how they're treating him comes back to WWE, gets that massive pop, gets to be in front of the live audience, gets to do his thing. gets to be the rock again. Um, like the really the rock, you know, I, I just think he'd probably have a lot of fun with it and probably something he'd want to do. But and they give him so much money too. It's not like he goes in there and like doesn't get paid. Like WWE gives him a lot of money to show up. Yeah. Um. But um. But that all said, you know, I, I'm 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 very interested in the scenario of him and Roman. I do think that's what you have to do if you have access to to The Rock. Um. And one of the most interesting things to me is just the idea of where the bloodline side sides with with all this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's like, because I think it'd be a really interesting scenario where, of course, you know, Paul Heyman's going to side with Roman because he's he's been by his side this whole time. But once The Rock shows up, now you have, you know, the Usos and you have Solo. And then now they're maybe kind of like, you know, Roman's bossing them around and telling them stuff, you know, they got to do for, for him versus the rock or whatever. And they're like, ooze, you know, you, you are the tribal chief. Like you've been the tribal chief. You, you've been the one around, but the rock, like Dwayne's the real, you know, like, don't, you know, come on. Like Dwayne's here. Like Dwayne's one would, would be in our family forever. Like before you were involved. In he this, had they, seven bucks in his pocket and now right. look what he's doing. You got everything right. handed to you. Ooze. Right. And they should bring in other family members too. Uh, Rikishi, uh, two super mentioned Rikishi in the chat just now. Great timing. Um, Rikishi and like the, the head shrinkers and stuff like that. Bring, bring in other family members during the feud, in my opinion, to make it even bigger. Like a, a, where family's really trying to choose sides and stuff. Um, and then once again, I, I think it's personally speaking, I would 1 million percent keep the title on Roman if they're going to do Roman versus the rock personally. But I'm just saying, I feel like there's a little more doubt now just because the Hollywood stuff isn't going so great. Maybe The Rock does want to spend a little extra time in WWE right now, just, you know, because maybe he wants to do that right now. I I don't know. So I, I think I think the percentage went from like 100% Roman's going to win to like 80% Roman's going to win if they wrestle each other. I think it's 100% Roman's winning that thing. But look, if you can get The Rock, 
and he willing to be the champion, willing to actually show up and then also take it to Hollywood and, you know, be, uh, be on the red carpet and everything with the title. Sure. Go for it. Let's move on to our AEW spotlight. Uh, over a million fans, uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. It was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. I will not shave my eyebrows, but one person who did get their uh, hair messed with last night on AEW television was Wardlow when his man bun got cut by Samoa Joe. More of a ponytail than a man bun, but regardless, it got cut by Samoa Joe after Joe successfully retained the TNT championship. Uh, The match itself was fine. Wardlow trying to sell the leg. Probably not. I understand they wanted to make Wardlow look a little weakened coming into the match. Wardlow selling needs a little work. Uh, but Samoa Joe, great. I'm happy he won. I'm happy he retained the championship because I think this run deserves to go on a little bit longer. And he cut Wardlow's hair, and we will see if you know this uh, lights a little bit of fire under Wardlow and where they go with Wardlow from here. Yes, and I want to say quickly, Dynamite last night I thought was a really great show. I really yeah. enjoyed from from start to finish. So it was hard to pick a spotlight because there were so many different things we could have chose. Um, I went with the Samoa Joe and Wardlow scenario one because it was a main event. Um, you know, it the crowd was hot for it too. Like they they were they were into it. Like especially at the, the finish, they they really went nuts when Joe actually beat him. Um, this was maybe the best I've seen Wardlow look. Honestly, like I, I know the selling wasn't great. It was weird how they put him in the vul- I shouldn't say weird, but they put him in that vulnerable position of having him coming injured and everything, like you just mentioned. They did the Nancy Kerrigan thing with the with the lead pipe in the backstage. Um, that was who it was, right? Was it Nancy yeah. Kerrigan? The the Joe should have hit him harder with that thing. Really Why? Why? <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. That was back in the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it's wild. wild. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I was for old, dude. Um. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I thought that Joe looked really good coming out of this match, which I think is the better you can make Joe look, the better for your company, in my opinion, because Samoa Joe is still Samoa Joe. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, and and I, th- I think he looked good in this match, you know. So did Wardlow, like I said. Some of the stuff he does when he just busts out these, you know, whispering the winds off the top rope and stuff that people aren't expecting, you know, he, he really pops the crowd. Um, I think Wardlow has, you know, cooled off quite a bit since uh though he became the tnt champion before losing it and everything coming off the mjf stuff uh, he's cooled down a bit but not not completely he he isn't like a lost cause like i feel like some people have written him wrote him off to be i I think there's still a lot of meat on the bone there for wardlow is like you know a a main event player in AEW. but him cutting his ponytail was interesting i saw people online that were like Wait, Wardlow's going to be less hot? What are they doing? Why are they doing this to him? Uh, why would you do this to your to your beefcake stud? Um, I feel like he's going to look just fine, y'all. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's going to do all right. All, all, all we're talking here is a, a little chunk of hair that sits like this on the top of his head. Still the same dude. But, yeah, that's I just, you know, I didn't expect that at all, by the way. Like, you know, Joe winning was kind of a surprise to begin with because I kind of felt like Wardlow might get the title back. And then when he went to get the scissors... I did not expect him to just 
chop his hair off after that match. So that was unexpected. And then Darby Allen comes out of nowhere and he gets a massive pop. And that was unexpected. Not the pop wasn't unexpected. Pop, Darby's over, but it wasn't, I wasn't expected to see him come out there with a skateboard and like re, 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 reinvigorate, you know, the stuff between him and Joe. Um, so the, the whole main event and the finish and the haircutting and then Darby kind of all together was, um, kind of my spotlight is the way the way that dynamite ended i thought was interesting i think it sets things up really well because i think darby and and joe again is going to be fire so you know well how did, how did you feel about it? i know you said that you weren't a big fan of like wardlow selling but overall do you think the match was still pretty good and like do you like where things are are heading and also kind of a tribute to the nightmare collective which was a <laughs> absolute flop sean ross Sapp killed that group by the way people that people need to look into need to look yes. into that um but uh yeah how did you feel about the whole thing uh shout out to the de- japanese deathmatch legend luther right. of, the, of the nightmare collective yeah i sure. like the ending with, with darby largely because darby and joe a few weeks ago was awesome and darby is such a perfect opponent for joe because he's willing to take any bump he's willing to just be tossed around and joe can just look like an absolute killer against him and th- that's exactly what happened when, when they had their match is joe just tossed them and looked like the old Samoa Joe that would just run through people. And I understand that Joe is not that guy anymore. He's older. He doesn't move quite as, quite as much, uh, quite as fast, but like Joe, when he can just stand there and just be a monster, be a killer. Darby's the perfect guy for that match was fine. Uh, it was a great night of wrestling for dynamite. And so because of that, like it didn't stand out as much. This main event, like the elite and death triangle match was, was great again. Yeah. Danielson and Ethan page was great. So it, we had a great night of wrestling overall. Oh, like the, the main event was just fine. Wardlow. That's a guy they got to figure out because he was very hot coming off the MJF feud, but then everything happened with MJF. It kind of cooled Wardlow. He got the TNT title. That run didn't really go anywhere. I mean, he just teamed with Samoa Joe for the majority of that run. And then Joe turns on him and then beats him. And then that that was kind of it. And now he's just kind of in this spot. I think Wardlow, I, I've said this before, but it feels like they're trying to do something with him that he's not. Because if you watch like Wardlow interviews and like non-television stuff, he's very engaging. He's very funny. He's very witty. And that doesn't come across on television all the time. He, it's more like stoic. Oh, I'm a big guy type of thing. And that's not really his personality for the most part. Um, So I I think they almost handcuff him from who he actually is because they want to portray him as this monster Goldberg run through you type guy. And that worked in the MJF feud and stuff, but I think it's time to let him loose a little bit when it, when it comes to his promos and maybe, you know, without the, without the ponytail man bun uh, he can do that a little bit. So they got to figure out Ward though. He's not dead or anything. uh, That's for sure. But he he's definitely moved down the pecking order of where he was coming out of double or nothing when it seemed like this guy is the next superstar in the company after defeating MJF. Samoa Joe, great. I'm happy the run continued. I know there was the red herring of they had the confetti, so people thought Wardlow was going to win, and I was a little iffy on that because I'm like, oh, man, like Joe's run has been good. I like the king of television uh, gimmick that he's doing with the TNT title and the ROH TV title. I want to see that continue. And I think Samoa Joe is just great. So I, I liked it, but I did like the ending, the match. It could, could have been better. And I, I think the, a large part of that was Wardlow is not used to being in that selling position. And I don't think he 
quite got everything he needed to do when it came to that. Cause it was very inconsistent and you know, some like even the best can be inconsistent when it comes to some of the selling stuff. Uh, you're, when you're in a main event position like that, it's just going to stand out a little bit more. Sure. Well, also I think they're teasing a future, like they'll do a rematch at some point again between Samoa Joe and Wardlow and he will hit that power bomb and people will go yeah. nuts, I think. Um, and that they teased a similar thing earlier in the show, which I really liked too, where Hook went to suplex Big Bill and he didn't get it, but like they teased it. Crowd and you know, ready to go crazy for it. Right. And, and they're going to when he hits it. Like that's, you know, and big shout out, of course, to Grapsity with that Tony Khan interview. And I listened to that. Um, and that kind of goes along hand in hand with some of the stuff he was saying, which I thought it was great that Tony you know, was so transparent throughout that interview with this kind of stuff, because he basically said, he's like, listen, don't be so quick. If you're a fan to just like jump on stuff and think there's no plan or think that, you know, this or that, or we're just, we're just doing stuff just to do it. We're constantly planting seeds for stuff that is either going to lead to something between both people we're talking about one of the two, so on and so forth. And I think that kind of stuff is kind of what, like what he's talking about. You know, we didn't see Hook suplex Big Bill, but he teased it, and now everyone wants to see it. And I guarantee you, we will see that happen, and people are going to go nuts for it. Same thing for Wardlow and, and Joe, I think. Same kind of scenario. We, we got that visual of Samoa Joe right there in the setup, ready to be powerbombed and finished off by, by Wardlow. And because of Wardlow's injured knee, that was unfair because of the way that Joe attacked him before the match with the pipe. Now we know a healthy Wardlow, he'll be able to pick up Joe and hit that powerbomb. And I think people will go nuts for it. So just kind of Tony Khan's point, you know, they, that's, they, they planted seeds last night. And, there, and there's a lot of stories going on in AEW. There really is. So um, it's sometimes too many, you know, to be honest, it's hard to keep up with the points. But I, I think last night's show was like a really good example of, it was a really, really good episode of Dynamite. And then they're rebranding basically for by next week. And I think they have a lot of momentum heading into 2023. I, I agree. Uh, last night's show was was fantastic from from start to finish. No real down moments about anything. And Rampage has a has a good lineup as well. Um, but yeah, as far as the the show ended, it was it was a good ending with with Darby. And a reminder, like Darby is still very over mm-hmm. uh, in that company, and he's a guy that's been there from the start and has been positioned as one of those like top tier guys from the very start. And I think he's him winning the TNT title wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, and that's a title we we know he really cares about and everything with the story with Cody uh, and, and finally overcoming Cody to, to win that title. So we'll see if he, maybe he's the guy that gets the TNT title off of Samoa Joe to start with uh, in 2023. And so my AW spotlight was the acclaimed rap against yes. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. It was one of their video raps, not their freestyles uh, coming to the ring. But it was like a full music video. Oh my gosh, this was so, so fucking good. Yes. The lines in this, about to have you tapping like a Morse code. I stay scheming like I'm Global Force Gold. Failing upwards is just your way of life. Man, you're stealing money like it's Kurt Angle's wife. My favorite line was against Jay Lethal when he said... What do we have here? Ring of Honor's top guy during their bad years. I died at that line. 
Oh, so many, so many good ones. They, he uh, called back to with my baby tonight about working hard on the go and everything. Ah, oh, so yeah, Karen Jarrett responded <sighs> and was like, oh, "You dude, have she... no idea what you've done." Oh, I didn't oh, yeah. see that. Oh, oh what, what on Twitter? Oh yeah, read it out, please. That's yeah, yeah, funny. Me, I didn't even look. Karen Jarrett's response was, "Uh, hey, at Tony Khan, your little boy at Max Caster thought he was cute and went somewhere he should have never ever gone." You and him have no idea what you've started. I assume this is all a work stuff because like, I, I don't think that Casser's doing this without some type of approval and Karen Jarrett's a worker herself. Oh, I, I'm just guessing this is all a work. There's no legitimate heat. They're going to work together. Uh, it, she, she responded to like a bunch of people. She said she's not playing. I don't believe any of this. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe that this isn't any type of work. It fucking ruled, though. The acclaimed are so great. I Jeff Jarrett pops me because this man is somehow in like top tier positions in 2022, uh, which awesome for him. Jay Lethal, very good wrestler. That's that's about it. Uh, I don't. I've never had his best stuff was when he was just imitating Macho Man, which they made fun of as well. That, that's that's where Jay Lethal is at. The acclaimed are so great, though. They are so, so great. Yeah, I was popping during that uh, <laughs> during that whole music video, whatever you want to call it, the rap. I, I told you when we were DMing last night about our topics for today's show, when I brought up my my uh, my spotlight being the Wardlow and uh, Joe match that we just talked about, and then you said, I want to talk about the Acclaim rap. I was like, okay, perfect. Because that was the one I was waffling. Because I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to definitely talk about that today as well. Um, as far as like getting things approved, it's funny because I remember, you know, Max gotten some, gotten, yeah, he got some heat like a couple, you know, a year, or I guess maybe it was a little longer ago. AEW's been around a little while now. So a couple yeah, of years ago. during the pandemic times, yeah. Yeah. Said some stuff that, you know, got him some flack. But... You know, since then, he hasn't really, like, he's toned it down, I guess. But he, he's still saying controversial stuff, which I, I like, honestly. Like, I, I like that he's he's kind of edgy. And he says, so. it's funny, it's creative, it's it's clever. When he's right, because you have to know what he's talking about, too. That's a big part of it, is the casual audience probably heard that rap and didn't really think much of it. They just probably thought it sounded cool, you know? But... For us, we're hearing every bar in that. We're like, this is savage. <laughs> you know, like this is like this is incredible that he's saying all this. And and whether or not he has to get things approved or not, I don't know. But you know, I thought it was interesting, you know, weeks ago when he had that line about, you know, you have your family up in the dirt sheets, and then Will, Will Washington was ready to swing on him. That's what I'm about at to bring up. Full gear. Well, he was in. He was in the in the in the post in the I call it the post fight press conference. The uh, you know, doing the doing the interviews afterwards, the press conference, and I thought it was pretty cool how Will handled it because he he asked about it and they like they answered, and they kind of like threw it back to him. They're like, so like you know, what's your point or whatever, and he was like, what's up yeah it was like i was like i love that he said that because that was like that's exactly what you should say like you know i'm, I'm asking you a question like what's up like why do, why do you say that you know um but that to my to my point is obviously that i would imagine that wasn't really approved or maybe some people told him like it'd be fine if he said that like you know it's whatever but you know it just it 
I, I don't, I think Heron's in on this to answer your question, but that was such a, that whole Kurt Angle, Jared Angle, or sorry, Jared Angle, the whole Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Karen Angle thing is just so, there's so many layers to that, right? Like, you know, it, so that's that's a sensitive topic, I'm sure, for a lot of reasons still. like, But for them to bring that up, I don't think Max Caster is saying that stuff, going into it wanting, you know, big heat with these people either. You know, I, I so I, I have to imagine everybody knew ahead of time that he was going to say most of this stuff at least. But if he wasn't, Max Caster got some big balls for just going out there and saying it and just being like, whatever happens, happens. Let's 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 not forget. And Max Caster said this in his rap. He's actually speaking Carney at one point in his right. Rap. <laughs> it's brilliant. Which, yeah. Like he said Jeff Jarrett's the biggest Carney of them all. And like Jeff Jarrett is one of the when it comes to this kind of stuff, greatest workers and understands this business better than ninety nine percent of people. And he's been around forever. Yeah. This he knows the deal when it comes to this and Karen Jarrett has been around it, whether it was with Kurt or now with Jeff, she's been around it. She knows the deal when it, when it comes to this, this is why I think this is just, it's all the work. They're all in on it. They're all trying to just garner more heat and everything. And that's fine. I have no problem with that at all. That's what it should be. Right? Like maybe make you believe, Oh, they really don't like each other. But when it comes to Jarrett, I assume he's always working because literally the man is always working. Yeah, that's fair. I I'm, I'm with you. I think most likely they're all just working together on this. And it was, it was brilliant by the way. It's I still ruled. Trust, yeah. yeah. I can't, I, I can't take trust nothing it away from yeah. it. It's still ruled. The, 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 every line in that was, I was really listening for everything. I was like, wow, this is, this is really, really good stuff. So I hope I, I know the acclaim does a lot of that already, but yeah, continue. I I, I love how they wrap, you know, how Masscaster wraps his way to the ring and stuff like that, of course. But and I know I'm sure a lot of work goes into putting together these music video type, you know, type videos that they put together. But the more of those that they can keep doing, I know they've done some in the past, but I think they come across really well. And if you can if you can hit like you did on this last one. They should do it like monthly, at least like at least like like drop like a new video a month or something. If they if they can be this good, I think this is a good way of because the whole scissor me daddy ass stuff as over as it is that will fizzle. They, they can't rely on just being the guys who do this with with Billy Gunn. Like it's like that. Oh, will pass. Are you kidding me? That that I mean, I it pro- will, will but like um, they got another at least got another year, two years out of this stuff. Look how long some of these just one off little gimmicks keep going. True. Hey, maybe in in for them, I hope that that that's the case. But I think you have to have some foresight too, and be like, if this fizzles out, we can't just be the the scissor me guys. We have to be more than that. And well, like them and them having these these raps like this that that's what really establishes them and keeps them over. I think is them doing stuff like this, and then the scissor me stuff is like what puts it over the top. Well, Anthony Bowens has talked about that, of them always trying to get over different catchphrases and and different stuff because he understands that like the more stuff you just can brand and get over, the better it all looks. He's talked about like The Rock. Look how many catchphrases The Rock had, how many memorable lines The Rock had. Even Austin had a bunch of different lines and stuff. He's talked about those guys and just like wanting to get over as much as you can. And that's 
you know, the way to do it. Get over as much shit as possible because then you never run out of shit that you can keep doing. Right. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think Anthony Bowen is a very smart guy, by the way, and, and a genuinely yes. really nice human, it seems. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of him on Ethan Page's blogs and, or vlogs and stuff when they go uh, action figure hunting and those kind of things. And Bowen's, for people who don't know, he'll go out there and he'll he'll throw down some money on some vintage toys. I really respect his, uh, his, his toy hunting game because he'll buy some. He's big into Power Rangers like I am, but he'll actually – every now and then i'll splurge on something that's like way too expensive and i'm like yeah i'm just gonna buy it anyway but i've seen him pull the trigger on some stuff like impulse buys well, i shouldn't even say impulse the stuff i'm sure he already wants in a lot of in a lot of cases but i just wanted to bring that up too like i only because i'm a big fan of max caster and i think he really stands out and i think in a lot of the fans eyes he's kind of the breakout between the two but Anthony Bowens is really doing a lot of good stuff. And I think that he has a really, really bright future also. I, I hope they keep these two guys together for a long time, but um, all good things come to an end eventually. You know, I shouldn't say all, maybe they'll stay together forever, but I, uh, I want to throw that out there too. I think people should know more about Bowens as like a person just in general, because he seems like a really oh, good he's, guy. And he's super relatable. He's fantastic. Any interview I listen to with Anthony Bowens, I, I come away just more and more impressed uh, by him because he yeah, very, very relatable, very down to earth type of guy. Um, yeah, Anthony Bowens is great. And Max Caster, I guess they see him as the breakout because he he does the raps and everything. I think Bowens in ring is is the better of the two. Uh, but they're great as a team. And yeah, I hope they hope they stick together for a very long time. Uh, let's move on to our other spotlight. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. New Japan Wrestle Kingdom is a, a week from yesterday, January 4th. Uh, so this is our last show before Wrestle Kingdom. So I want to talk a little bit about Wrestle Kingdom, specifically Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. We've mentioned this in the, uh, a few weeks ago when Omega announced he was returning to New Japan. But I want to bring this up to you, Jensen, is the titles on the line, the IWGP US title is on the line. And I think a lot of people are thinking it's a foreground conclusion that Osprey is going to win this belt because he is with New Japan. He can continue to defend the title in New Japan and stuff. I'm not willing to just go and put all of my money on Will Ospreay. I think there is a good chance Omega wins this, brings the title back to the United States, defends it potentially on AEW television because we have seen that before. Uh, Tony Khan has talked about the relationship with New Japan. He's talked about when it comes to ROH Honor Club, getting New Japan involved in that. Omega's got history with ROH as well. I think there's a possibility, a good possibility, that Kenny Omega actually wins this match and takes this title and brings it to AEW and the United States. I think it's a good chance too. I really do. Um, it's, I think in a match like this, there's definitely going to be ego involved on both sides. And we know kind of, you know, the history between the two, but I think that that's been amplified pretty massively. Like they've been yeah. working together for a lot of this. So like, in my opinion, I think a lot of the stuff that they've said in interviews, I remember, you know, Sean doing interviews and stuff as well, even where I was like, I think what they're saying is truthful, but I think they're trying to build matches. And that's clearly where we're at now. I mean, they're wrestling each other, Wrestle Kingdom. So, I mean, all this wasn't just for nothing that they were, you know, had all this back and forth and the stuff they've said about each other over the years. At the same time, though, Kenny, it's like if you're Kenny Omega, because the way he left New Japan and stuff, right? Like, there, 
for him to, to for him to go back there and to have this match with Will, I think Kenny's the kind of guy that just wants to do what's best for professional wrestling. So if he if he's gonna make this deal and he goes over there and and the powers that be, everyone involved, whether it's you know the New Japan officials and Tony, everyone kind of has to put their head together and 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 come up with the best scenario for everyone involved in this and making it happen. I think Kenny would go over there and and lose the Osprey. I think it's very likely that he he'd be okay with doing that. But at the same time, it's like you know I don't need to come back to New Japan. I don't I don't have to do this. I've got plenty going on in AEW. Um, you know, this is a dream match that people want to see, but we can do it in AEW if like, if it really comes down to it. So part of me too, is kind of like, is new Japan courting him going, listen, not only like we'll bring you in and like, you'll get the win, you'll get the win over Osprey and we'll do a series. Like maybe they'll wrestle each other three or four times or whatever over the next year or two or something, maybe we'll do something like that. And it'll go from AEW to new Japan. That's that's another thing. Maybe Osprey wins at wrestle kingdom, but then, uh, Kenny gets to win back at Forbidden Door or something like that. You know, like there's there's plenty of scenarios. My my gut feeling is that Osprey is going to win because it is in New Japan and he is the one staying there. But I think you're very it's very likely what you said as well. I, I it's I feel like it's like a it's like fifty five to like a fifty five forty five split for me. Like it's very close. It's hard for me to choose a winner, but I'm barely nudging over towards Osprey. But yeah, I mean, this match is going to be fantastic, by the way. I mean, for, for people who yeah. maybe don't know Will Ospreay or just know a little bit about him, he might be the best wrestler in the world right now in the ring. Like, he really – I wouldn't, I don't say that lightly. Like, he's, he's number one on a lot of people's lists. He's very, very high up there for me as well. Uh, and Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega, one of the best of all time, in my opinion, honestly. So, this match is going to be absolutely fire. I can't wait for it. But – but yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna say I think Osprey is still gonna win, but I think it's I think it's still it's very very possible that Kenny wins, and people are, are kind of writing off that scenario, which I I think I think you're on the money about that. New Japan also just loves their title changes at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I feel like they switch the title every single match, every single year. Like if there's a title match, they're just gonna go ahead and change it, and they they look at it as a fresh start for the division to to start the year since it's you know January fourth and everything. I'm not writing off Kenny Omega uh, not or losing this match. I, I think there's a strong possibility he can win this match and bring it to the United States. I don't know if he does a New Japan Strong show, a New Japan Strong taping, but Omega, after the year he's had in 2022, where he missed time early in the year, and then he missed time in the middle of the year. The first one was obviously injuries. The second one was the, the suspension. And now he's kind of just been, for the most part, just in trios matches for pretty much the entire year. Like, I don't, I, I, he wrestled like a singles match on AEW Dark, but otherwise it's just been trios matches for Omega this year. I think 2022, and he's going to start it off with a match against Will Ospreay, and then the following week he's going to have another trios match. I think 2022, he's going to, or 2023, sorry, he's going to like really look to reestablish himself as a singles guy. And I don't know if he's always going to be able to do that in AEW if they do win the trios titles uh, in the, in the latter match, but he can do that elsewhere and potentially represent uh, the IWGP and hold that U S title and go around defending that as the singles guy. So I'm, I've kind of sold myself on Omega winning Osprey winning fine. I think we're in for a great match regardless but yeah, if you're just completely dismissing, oh, well, Kenny's not going to win because he signed to AEW. 
AEW people have been holding that title more than New Japan people uh, for the past few years now. Right. It seems like between Moxley and Archer. So I, I, ain't, I ain't writing off Kenny Omega uh, losing this bout. Uh, your other spotlight, Jensen, is Josh Alexander, Bully Ray, and Impact Hard to Kill for the Impact World title is now a full metal mayhem match something bully ray is obviously very familiar with as full metal mayhem is just essentially tlc and joss alexander not the type of match you would typically see him in as he is more of a, a straightforward kind of wrestler so your thoughts on on this match changing up to kind of favor bully ray um so i completely saw this coming i really just wanted to spotlight it because we kind of all assumed something like this was going to happen whether it be like a tables match or a hardcore match or something like that because that really puts it's going to make the match better, just straight yeah. up. I mean, this just is what it is. Uh, I, I have zero to no, I mean, very little to no interest in uh, in Bully Ray versus Josh Alexander straight up, which is very sad because Josh Alexander is fantastic. He, I think he should be in the in the conversation for wrestler of the year. He's he's probably one of my top five on that list of like overall wrestlers of the year, like anywhere. Guy's doing super underrated work because it's an impact and just not a lot of people are watching it, but he's he's been fantastic. And... I think he could pull a good match out of Bully Ray. Like, that's how good Josh Alexander is. But it's going to give them a lot of advantages to have a lot more entertaining of a match um, with having the full Metal Mayhem stipulations. It's smart. Um, I will most likely be there live at Hard to Kill. Um, so this would be cool to see because I've never seen a full Metal Mayhem match live before. Um, and it does make me look forward to the match more, honestly, like than just a straight-up one-on-one singles match. I think this will be better. And, and Impact has a history of this kind of stuff, too, like, I say it almost every pay-per-view when it comes to an Eddie Edwards match or a Sammy Callahan match. When the pay-per-view comes around, I'm never really looking forward to whatever stipulation match they're going to be having. But by the time the pay-per-view ends, I'm always talking about how good it was. So I'm going to give Impact the benefit of the doubt on that and just say, you know what? I don't. I still don't like the idea of Bully Ray getting this title shot. I think there's other people that, that it should be rather than him and it's been a position like that on a pay-per-view. But you're giving them the best tools to be successful by, by putting them in this kind of scenario, in my opinion. So um, they, I, I like that. And, and also really quickly, I wanted to bring this up because it happened so late last night that we didn't have time to change this, but uh, another, uh, technically it's an, an other spotlight that I, I think needs to be brought up real quick is last night, uh, you know, FTR lost the AAA tag titles to Drillistico and, uh, and Dragon Lee and Dragon Lee, announced that he's uh, you know she signed a wwe so like that's pretty huge news that dropped like in the middle of the night last night that i wanted to throw out there so people might not even know that yet um that are watching this but the dragon lee's going to nxt it looks like which is crazy yeah. to me like he he to me that's just go straight to the main roster what are you gonna do on nxt 2.0 with that guy well, I, I think that uh, real quickly on Bully Ray and Alexander. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to. Yeah, I want no, to no, no, no. It's fine. I just I didn't want to forget to bring up the Dragon Lee thing. I'd, I'd much rather talk about Dragon Lee uh, going to WWE than, than Bully Ray. Um, but but on that, it'll make the match better. It'll add a little bit of doubt of Alexander potentially losing. I think it'd be very stupid if Alexander did lose, but it'll create a little bit more doubt than a singles match would probably uh probably would so there there there's my impact talk dragon lee um remorse was triple a aware of that i would imagine so that they were aware of that uh otherwise why are you putting the the titles on them i, I think lucha blog uh cubs fan said that that 
AAA kind of, kind of knew about it. He's going to start in January. So I assume he'll do, there's no official like win in January. I think Lucha blog even said it was, it was February, but ESPN Mark Ramondi, uh, who would probably hear this directly from WWE was told uh, January. So I imagine they'll drop the titles before then. I think this is more, they needed to get the belts off of FTR because they right. seem to be losing uh, all of their belts right now. Um, exactly. So yeah, AAA was aware. Dragon League going to NXT. I understand why he would go to NXT initially because it is very much of like, well, why is Shinsuke Nakamura going to, to NXT? Like some guys just, they go to NXT first. They do a little bit of run. Is it the best thing possible? Maybe not, but Dragon Lee isn't like this huge, huge name in America. Like I love Dragon Lee. I, I think he's great. Uh, you know, he's been around, seems like forever, and he's still like only 27 years old. So still got a lot to improve itself. I understand why you would use him at, at NXT to start with because they are trying to do that again with NXT of like, hey, this is sort of your your favorite indie promotion again, like it was back in the day when it was black and gold era and everything. So I understand using him there first and then figuring out what you're going to do with him on the main roster. Cause the main roster right now, there's a lot of moving parts on that main roster, especially going into WrestleMania season. Like, are you going to, I don't think you're bringing him up right at WrestleMania season. And if you don't have anything for him on the main roster, there's no sense in shoehorning him into anything. NXT, you can just figure something out for him there because there aren't too many programs where it's like, oh yeah, this is way more important than Dragon Lee. WWE main roster, a little bit different. So I understand him starting in NXT. Now I would be more worried if he's there for like a year, two years and doesn't hit the main roster. Yeah, the the only difference, so I, I agree and disagree with what you're saying, depending on, so when it comes to, if they're going to revert more back to when it was NXT black and gold, like if, if it is going in more of that direction, then yes, it would make sense for Dragon Lee to, to go there. But I don't think it's a fair comparison. Like him and Shinsuke is, a, I don't think that's a good comparison or him and really any Balor or, or, or Pac or any of these guys because, or Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens, so on and so forth, because they're, that's what NFC was. Now with it being NFC 2.0, it's like, how does Dragon Lee fit into this scenario? He's an established indie I, star. He's doesn't need to wrestle. He doesn't need to, you know what I mean? He doesn't need to go and wrestle, you know, Jensen. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like, you know, it, and I, the, guy, the guy stole my name, by the way. Uh, you just be canon like your dad. Um, but I... It just doesn't make, you know, unless they're going to put the belt on him, I mean, I guess if he beats Braun Breaker and he's going to be like the face of, of what NXT is for a minute. But, you know, it, it, the, the one thing I think they're trying to avoid is like, because like, here's the like, thing. So Triple H is back in charge, right? He's in charge. It's his, it's his, it's his world now in WWE. He's, he's making the moves. Remember years ago, the first big move he tried to make for the company when he brought in Sin Cara and it just flopped like crazy. I think they don't want that kind of thing to happen. I, and by the way, I don't think Dragon Lee's going to flop. I think he's going to be really successful there. But that's the only argument I think that can be made is like, well, we don't know yet. Dragon Lee needs some, we need to make sure he's comfortable in front of like doing our system, our camera work and all that stuff. But he can learn that in NXT real quick and then go to the main roster soon after. I could understand that maybe, but I also think Dragon Lee's just too talented to be like wasting time 
you know, learning three quarter rolls and headlocks and stuff like or whatever. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like what? So but, I, but at the I, same time, if they're, I think they're only bringing them in on an NXT deal. So like if they're, all, if they're also not paying a lot of money, they can really just do whatever they want with them. It's not like some giant investment for them. I think you've got to let go of it being NXT 2.0 because I think they are trying their best to, to move away from that, especially Regal coming back at the start of the year. Gabe Sapolsky is doing the scouting again and stuff. Like they are going to make this like it was NXT black and gold. Like they are going to reshift it to make it more like that. There's still going to be the 2.0 elements because they, they just rebranded it enough to do that. But with Regal back there, Shawn Michaels, who is, you know, he says he doesn't speak to Triple H a lot, but there's a lot of synergy between those two. They're going to be doing the indie scouting again, Dragon Lee signing with them and, you know, going to NXT. It's a big shift into becoming again. I mean, we saw that logo, the old black and gold logo a few months ago, and then it didn't really shift too much. But I think the product, if you watch the product, it shifted a little bit. It certainly shifted away from being fully 2.0. I think level up is kind of where it's going to be 2.0. I think NXT Europe, when that launches, that's going to be your sort of, um, hey, this is where we're kind of building people type of thing. I think NXT is going to be more like the black and gold that everyone sort of loved. So, and that's why Dragon Lee, depending on how long he stays there, I don't need Dragon Lee there for two years doing the, the coconut loop or anything like that. <laughs> but I understand why he would be there for a few months to start out, especially as the main roster, they get things in order going into WrestleMania season. And again, I would rather see him in NXT, go ahead, work some programs, get used to the WWE style and everything instead of just being on the main roster, not doing anything because they're li- they've already lined up a lot of their stuff for WrestleMania. Don't force him into a WrestleMania spot. Just, just don't do it. So I- I'm fine with him going to NXT early. It does matter uh, how long he's actually there. Yeah, I agree. And it also, that's fair. If I mean, if they are making a, an effort to make it more like NXT was before they rebranded it 2.0, then I agree with you. Like, that's fine with me. If, if they're, if especially if they're going to bring in more, you know, international or indie talent that has like real experience and you can wrestle those kind of guys, that's totally different. My, my, my mindset was more so because y'all got to understand, you know, I, I, I uh, cover NXT level up every weekend for the weekender, but I don't really watch the main show on Tuesdays very often anymore. So I, I can see kind of the new stars coming in, but I don't know what it looks like for them on NXT usually um, right now. So um, if they are making an effort to make things more like black and gold, then I think Dragon Lee would fit in, but I think they also need to bring in more international talent and more like established indie wrestlers to be there. Also just be him amongst a bunch of green I think yeah. you're gonna I think you're gonna see that in 2020. I do too. I think Dragon Lee is the first kind of shot of that. Because again, Regal's back, Gabe's yeah. there. We know Triple H's philosophy on stuff. We we saw it for for years in NXT. Obviously, they got the NIL program, they're still gonna continue to recruit college athletes and stuff, but you're gonna see them shift back into going after independent wrestlers and, and more international talent and stuff. You just you just are. Move on to our indie spotlight here. I can find the bumper for it. Uh, there it is. I want to give a big motherfucking shout out. Jensen, your indie spotlight this week is Brandon Kirk winning the ICW American Deathmatch World Championship from Casey Cattell slash Kirk, who is his wife. I watched this match. She came out in her wedding dress 
Uh, he was very hesitant to hit her with anything or do anything until he decided to you know, pile drive her. Essentially, it was uh, through a door with light tubes on it for the finish. Deathmatch wrestling said it before, not always my thing. This did have a story behind it because it was husband and wife. So one of the better deathmatch wrestling matches that, that I have seen. Um, yeah, and I wanted to bring it up just because it's such an interesting scenario. You know, the Casey Kirk or Casey Catal, um, she had um, you know, she was the ICW American Deathmatch champion, and her husband, yeah, Brandon Kirk beat her beat her for the title and I've seen scenarios like this before where, you know, spouses or like significant others will wrestle each other in these kind of matches. And it's always just mind blowing to me. Like I've seen Akira and Masha Slamovich beat the hell out of each other, for instance, like they're a couple, it's just like really wild to watch people go out there and cut each other up, like literally cut each other up, bleeding all over each other and just then kissing after the match. You know, it's just, it just, it just, uh, it, bizarre might not be the right. It kind of is bizarre though. I mean, it's, it's, but it's, it's unique. There's something to it. You know, there's a fan base for it. Um, obviously deathmatch wrestling, I know it isn't for everybody, but it's something I've definitely warmed up to in recent years, a lot more than I used to, um, mainly because of the fan base, because like they're, they're so passionate about it, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just fascinating. And, and Brandon Kirk totally deserves it by the way. Like he's been killing it for a long time. And, uh, the lineage of this title only goes back to, um, like around the end of 2021, but the champions, it's very, it's a prestigious list of, of deathmatch champions. Like the, they had John Wayne Murdoch when won the initial belt, lost it to Reed Bentley, who they're longtime uh, like partners and friends. Joel Bateman came over from the Australia and won it from Bentley. Then Eric Ryan, Joel Bateman won it back. And then you have Casey Kirk and Brandon Kirk. Um, so like, it's a short list so far. People have held this title, but all like massive names in the deathmatch scene. Um, and also shout out, I don't know if you use it during this match because I didn't, I, I missed the, uh, the entrances when they happen, but Brandon Kirk, um, will often use fantasy by Mariah Carey as his walkout music, which I think is pretty awesome. You hear like this, like this great, just like pop song. And then he goes in there and just cuts people up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, shout out to Brandon Kirk. I wanted to give him a shout out on the show today. Cause I, uh, I, I thought that was, and also to Casey, I, I, Casey's fantastic too. Both of them are super talented. Um, and just watching them beat the hell out of each other. And, 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 and that was a big thing. The, the story going into this was Brandon, the only way that things had to be made right in their marriage, essentially was Brandon needed to beat Casey for this title. And that's what happened. So, and, and then they kissed after the match and stuff. It was, it was just, it was cool. It was cool to see. It was again, a death match with a story, which I think more death matches that given credit for have a story behind it. But this one was a very easy story to sink your teeth into of husband and wife uh, wrestling. I guess if whenever I renew my vows with my lovely mm -hmm. wife, I will have to hit her with a light tube or something to, or otherwise it's not official, I guess, because that's how this, this works. Uh, my indie spotlight. Hey, if you haven't seen it, it is from uh, insane championship wrestling. I believe that's the, the name of the company, uh, uh, the ICW American Deathmatch world championship. It's on IWTV. Uh, so everyone can check that out. Use the code fight talk if you would like to watch the show and and support that uh and speaking of iwtv and using the code fight talk iwtv has their restable 2022 lineup coming up it starts today it's actually at three o'clock um so pizza party wrestling wrestling open icw no holds barred that's actually what the promotion is not it's yeah i didn't want to cut you off but icw yeah. no holds barred is they're they're fantastic they do these pit fighter shows and these like yeah and they do a, a variety of type of stuff it's kind of like uwfi slash 
MMA slash hardcore slash deathmatch all kind of bundled together. So, but yes, yeah, ICW no holds barred. Yeah. So, uh, rest of all, again, it's uh, Pizza Party, Wrestling Open, ICW no holds barred, Blitzkrieg Pro, uh, IWTV, Prestige, Pro Wrestling Grind, Limitless, and Beyond Wrestling. So, a full lineup. Uh, it starts today at three o'clock. It runs all the way to Saturday at eight o'clock. So, you're getting a bunch of shows on IWTV all weekend. Um, and a couple of, of standout matches from this Friday at Prestige, you get American Wolves against Motor City Machine Guns. I mean, that's a, I think that's a big time tag team match that everyone it would be looking forward to. Uh, something that, that stand out to me is Blitzkrieg Pro on, on Friday night. Uh, they got Alex Shelley against Alec Price. Alec Price is a guy that I'd keep an eye on in, in 2023. Alec, Alec Shelley obviously one of the one of the best to ever do it and then they cap it off with uh beyond wrestling heavy lies the crown which is beyond wrestling one of their i think probably their biggest show of the year so max caster and jd drake is on that show will nightingale is on that show uh alex price is also on that show uh jody threat who had that match with athena that everyone talked about war horse is wrestling uh davy richards is wrestling so Big lineup for rest of all 2022. And again, there was a couple standout matches that, that I threw in there, but like you're getting a lot of great wrestling through, through the weekend. If you're into independent wrestling, you're going to find somebody who can stand out to you and that you might become a fan of. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, I mentioned this a lot on the weekend or this past week, and I'll, I'll say it here as well. Um, I'm a big fan of IWTV. Obviously I'm a big fan of fight TV, fight plus all these different platforms and stuff. I think it's just so great for us as fans to have these options to, to, to stream professional wrestling. Um, but people have been sleeping on IWTV lately because they've lost, they've lost promotions recently to fight plus, but look at that lineup you just brought up. I mean, all these shows only $9.99, totally worth it. You're going to get so much good stuff. Some stuff that I wanted to bring up. You brought up Alec Price. The match I'm actually looking forward to of his the most this weekend is him versus Akira at ICW NHB because they're going to be in the pit. And that's that's a scenario that you don't really see Alec Price in. Akira is very comfortable in the pit. He's there all the time. But Alec Price, it's going to be a different element for him. Recently, I actually watched uh, Speedball Mike Bailey do a death match where he hits him with over the head with a chair with a uh, light tube and then was walking through the glass for a swamingo driver and bare, barefooted. And it was like, Oh damn! Speedball getting into the scene like this could be interesting, you know. Like it was little, he barely dipped his toes in. But I kind of have the same kind of vibes for Alec Price because I haven't really seen him in that world. But he's gonna really jump in against Akira, so I'm looking forward to that. And then also, probably the most important match of the weekend is gonna be happening. Um, it's the IWTV presents Class of 22. It's the show tomorrow night, Friday the 30th at 7 p.m. The main event is going to crown the new IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion because that belt is vacant, um, cruel, injured, had to give up the title. Um, so they're going to have the gauntlet match between AC Mack, Alex Shelley, Tracy Williams, Warhorse, Hoodfoot, Adam Priest, Trisha Dora, and Matt Tremont. So they're going to crown a new IWTV champion tomorrow night. Um, and some of those wrestlers have some matches throughout the rest of the weekend as well. So maybe some of these, like for instance, Warhorse wrestles Perry Von Vicious on Saturday afternoon. He might be the IWTV champion by that point. He, that might be a title match, you know? So there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of really great matches, a lot of really great talent. So um, yeah, go, go subscribe to IWTV, even if for just this weekend, go use code fight talk. It helps me out when you use that code F I G H T T A L K. Um, just let the, the the platform know you heard about it from me, and just nine nine dollars ninety nine cents for uh for all these shows we're talking about. 
plus the back catalog. They have like 7,000 events on their platform or whatever it is. You know, if, if you've ever been on the fence about IWTV, now would be the time to, to jump in and at least give it a shot for the weekend. Because at the very least for $10 between just this weekend alone, you'll get your money's worth. And then just check out what else they have on the platform. because There's a lot of stuff there. It's a great value. IWTV is again, use the code fight talk that helps out Steven Jensen. And yeah, no shortage of live of live wrestling to, to watch this weekend on IWTV. So go check it out. It's there. I don't think they did it last year. Uh, they definitely didn't do it in, in 2022. They might've done it last year, uh, but with 2022 with COVID and everything, they didn't do it. But rest of all is something they had done before and it gets a lot of promotions involved. It's, I don't want to say it's their version of like GC of, uh, the, collective the collective on fight TV, but it kind of is their version of the collective on fight TV. Yeah. And it was weird because there was a, a minute there where like the collective involved everybody, like it was GCW it was IWTV. It was like fight. They all kind of worked together for a little yeah. bit there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, IWTV it's all, once again, it's only $10 and you'll, you'll get all that, all that value. And also go check out fight plus it's only five bucks and they got a ton of stuff over there. I mean, there's, there's going to be great stuff throughout the, the rest of the year, the next few days. Um, this is a great time to be a wrestling fan as, as the year wraps up, there's going to be a ton of great shows and they're going to kick off strong with like some big dynamites, wrestle kingdom and every, I mean, this is the next, you know, week and week or so there's a ton of great professional wrestling. So, um, that will kind of end on that note because I got to go, but go, go, um, I got to sh- sh- collect in for the shoot job, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at fight talk underscore F I G H T T T A L K underscore. Um, you can listen to the fightful select weekend or podcast. It's every weekend, usually on Sundays, sometimes on Mondays because the NFL season and other stuff I got going on, but I always put it up once a week. Um, that's over at fightfulselect.com. Please uh, subscribe over there and support that stuff over there. And, um, Check out live rounds. Myself and Doug, we put in a lot of work on Tuesday nights, uh, 10, PM, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time on the RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel. Uh, please subscribe and uh, watch our show over there every Tuesday night. We really appreciate y'all who uh, join us over there. But um, but yeah, as, as, the, as the year wraps up, like I appreciate y'all for watching. I appreciate you, Jeremy. I'm very thankful to be a part of Fightful uh, for over four years now, which is crazy. Time has flown by so fast, but um. But yeah, I appreciate it. And, and if you're a wrestling fan, stop fighting with other wrestling fans. Get some lives out there, everybody. Whether you're a journalist, whether you're a fan, whether like we all need to get along better. I think it's insane how much we fight each other. Going to 2023 knowing it's all wrestling opinions. We should all be united. We should all be friends. Like we're all fans of this wacky, goofy, niche entertainment sport hybrid thing where people wrestle in their underwear and oiled up like. Like, and listen, two super says no WWE sucks. Listen, I agree, but like, I don't hate all WWE fans just because of that. And he puts a laughing thing. But my, my point is, you know, I just see it way too often. People on Twitter and stuff, just all, everyone's just all fighting each other over stuff. When in reality, the person you're fighting with would probably, your, probably be your best friend if you were actually in person, just around each other. So just, you know, I just wanted to end my year on that. Get along better, wrestling fans. I think it's, it's crazy to me that, that we fight so much when we're all really just love the same thing. It's one, just want what's best for pro wrestling at the end of the day. Look at Steven Jensen trying to bring the wrestling world together. I got to go bring the, the professional world together and clock in for my, my job for the next nine hours. So um, anyways, y'all happy new year. Happy new year, Jeremy. Love you, buddy. See you happy guys new later. year, buddy. Thank you as always. Uh, have fun at the shoot job. Oh, and enjoy the interview, by the way, another diamond chic Jameson Ryan interview coming at you right now. 
very fun time with them as always yes diamond cheek james and ryan uh they've been on the show a million times they are just staples at this point uh they talk about the latest championship district wrestling show diamond cheek talks about not doing a fourth diamond ring for aew uh james and ryan provides an update on his, his injury that he suffered at the aw dark tapings uh they talk about getting danny birch back into wrestling at championship district wrestling and their their rebrand uh that they have coming up so fun time with them as always apologies on the audio issues with uh diamond chic uh there, there was some issue he joins about halfway through or so and there's some staticky issues with him so apologies on that but just uh letting you know uh the dynamite diamond ring uh two super they diamond chic is the man who did the third version of that ring and they did not do a fourth version this year and he will tell you why there was no fourth version done this year uh for the ring so that that story is in there along with a bunch of other stories so but again apologies for the the issue the audio issues with him he was at the north pole so uh not not great reception down there at the north pole all right let's uh let's get into our interview with jameson ryan and diamond chic hope you guys enjoy it and i will catch everyone on the other side of it welcome back everyone to the spotlight it is the creative spotlight and he is here he is no longer running from us, no longer injuring himself running from us. Is the head coach of myself. Body Guy, <laughs> head coach of Body Guy University, Pose Malone, Flex Luger, Arnold Pumpinator, Jacked, Jameson Ryan. How you feeling, buddy? Real tired, just woke up. Ready to go. In New Mexico, it's nice and sunny over here. I heard it's pretty cold. Jetson, I hope some of your pipes didn't burst. No, none of my pipes were. So I've been, I've been, I've been running the dripping water um, at the my my homeowners association. Make sure to to tell all of us, dude. Yeah, it's it's cold, cold. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Like it, you know, it gets cold here occasionally, you know. Um, but like this is like the like it hurts cold. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Well, that's I mean Buffalo. I was born and raised there. My parents, family, they've all been blocked in their driveways. They got about four feet of snow. There was still a travel ban yesterday, even on Christmas. Or was that two days ago? Christmas. Christmas is yesterday. yesterday. Christmas doesn't know what time it is. Doesn't know what day it is. Been a long, been a long <laughs> week and a half. How was your Christmas? It was fun, man. I'm in New Mexico uh, with my girlfriend's family. Uh, just having a good time. Do we know who your girlfriend is? Not publicly. Okay. What are you doing, Jensen? We're not trying to out this man and his girlfriend. How? No. Uh, I, I I heard I heard I heard rumblings. Next no. So I don't I don't want to say anything. But okay, that's fine. Knock that's fine. it off. <laughs> hey, we like getting we like getting this. We might do a surprise run in. We right don't there. we don't need personal scoops on this show. Here's a scoop that I okay. want. How how is your your? If she decides coming? she needs a snack or has to go to the bathroom, you might. <laughs> okay. There you go. How, how are you feeling coming off the AEW tapings? Because we we heard some things that you came out of that with a with a little injury. Uh oh. I don't know anything about that, but here she is. There we go. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> I love his little dogs. <laughs> What's her name? That is Romy. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. Well, how was the AEW taping then? Uh, I was good. Um, you know, uh, me and Bull got a match. Uh, BGU represented. Unfortunately, that's the business, and things happen. Uh, it's just the way that I moved my leg. I, you know, did it to myself. It's nobody's fault. So it's no big deal. Uh, yeah. Things happen, and 
Uh, I got MRI scheduled or getting scheduled coming up, so we'll figure that out and we'll be good to go. You were telling me that you were you were thinking and hoping it might only be like six weeks, though. Does that still kind of seem like that's that's kind of the case? Uh, maybe we'll see. Um, originally, we thought it was just the MCL. Uh, I went and saw a doctor, and they said it might also be the meniscus, which it is. Might need surgery, but even that's not too bad of a recovery. So, all in all, could be worse. Well, we wish the best for you. Hope surgery goes well and you're back in there. Soon if I need it, if I need it, fingers yes. crossed. Hopefully yes. not. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And thank you. But uh, it did actually turn out for some pretty entertaining content on our last show. Uh, I got tons of pictures. I was wielding those crutches, man. I, at first, I didn't know how to use them when they gave them to me, and everybody had a good laugh. Uh, Aaron Anderson was in the back there staring at me like I was an idiot, but <laughs> I got it figured out and I started making bets. Somebody wanted to try and race me, uh, sticks. He's a CYN guy. He showed up to the show. He's got, uh, his own crutches going on there and he thought it'd be a good idea if we got on, but I didn't want to embarrass him. You know, I'm getting pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the wheelchair races in the hospital. You seen days of thunder when they're racing yeah, in the see? wheelchair. Oh, Ooh. Classic. Crutch races. That's going to be the yeah. new crew show. <laughs> Actually, be fantastic. That'd be great if they, uh, you guys pulled that off. Uh, so tell tell us about the last um, CDW show. One, I saw the picture backstage. Everybody was in the holiday getup, which was fantastic. Um, but the, the show overall, how was that? Uh, it was good, man. This is definitely our best show yet. I mean, that main event was stacked, and then we had Ernest in our match. So obviously, that was going to be great and entertaining but i mean every match top to bottom it was just a great card we opened up with top team and exotic youth uh unfortunately zach mosley uh part of exotic youth he also got hurt um so we had to make that it was scheduled to be a trios elimination match and it ended up being a tag match but those teams uh they just always have bangers every time so it did you know it's always going to be a great match um jensen did commentary for charlotte and ashley and we can get all these into all these matches i'm just going to run through the card real sure. quick uh banger those two are incredible in the ring um we had that tr uh triple threat with ray jazz Vary morales and uh kid Sackett, and they tore that place down as they always do um the battle royal was insane <laughs> <laughs> there was some cool spots in that if people haven't seen them yet um i did commentary for that because of course i'm gonna make the show about myself duh um uh we had Robin Renegade versus Angelica Risk in a last woman standing match. And they went all over that bar. The fans got all out of their seats. They were following around with the cameras. You guys will be able to see that on the show when it comes out, hopefully this week. Um, it's on now. I mean, this might be breaking news to you. It's literally premiering as we're recording this show. Well, there you go. Michael, I don't even know what goes on here. See what they got. They, they run things so smooth back there that they don't even have to tell me when they load the show. So, so everybody so for anybody watching this interview right now after after oh, our yeah. show is over it's up there go over to uh championship district wrestling on youtube and you can watch the show right now see what happens when i wake up late <laughs> it's already a train wreck. i got you i got you <laughs> you know i'm i'm keeping i'm up to date on these things i'm keeping hey, that's why we put jamie and bgu last show that's right that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh keep running down the card for us what else we got uh, then obviously we had our match, which was scheduled to be an eight man tag. Um, but that injury bug, man, uh, Anthony Henry and JD Drake, they were at, uh, dark, you know, JD wasn't feeling too well by the end of it. 
Uh, Anthony, I think, had like four matches, and his back was just hurting, so he was uh, out of commission as well. Thankfully, uh, it's my show, so we just made it a, a handicap match. Took myself out of the equation. It was Ben, Ernest, and Sheik versus the Infantry, Sean Dean, and Carly Bravo. We thought, why would it be fair for them to have the advantage? So we take the advantage. And what ends up happening? Ernest the Cat Miller, super kick Sheik. Infantry ends up winning anyways. I mark out. I'm not going to lie. The biggest moment of the night for me personally was uh, uh, Ernest the Cat Miller came up and gave me a high five while I was on commentary. And I was like, okay. And and I know he got you guys pretty good out there. But um, well, he got Sheik in the face with his foot. Yeah. Oh, dude, Sheik actually, I don't know if the camera caught it or not, but Sheik nailed me in the face with the Santa cap on the way out, too. Like when he was walking back up the ramp, he was, I was looking at him, like saying a lot, like the last couple of things on the microphone or in the, into the, you know, into the little headset. And he, uh, it was a great throw. Sheik nailed it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, told, I told him after the match, I was like, dude, hit me right in the face with that thing. And he's so funny because he's such a heel on the show, but he's such a nice guy um outside of it so it's just he was like oh man i hope you had a good time with the show yeah pretty good throw and i was like yeah <laughs> you nailed it dude um that was a great match i was really yeah. thank you thank you for letting me do commentary for that one as well that was that was a big being a wcw kid growing up like that was huge to be able to do like an earnest the cat match for me so thank you yeah and we love having you on commentary brandon and gerard they both love having you on commentary those guys are um, awesome we appreciate you guys uh, having us on here and you coming to help us out. Jeremy, we're still waiting for you to get down there and actually get inducted into BGU. <laughs> I'm telling you, first part of, of 2023, I'm going to make the trip. I got to, you know, I got I got family and stuff. Got to plan things out. It's a little bit more of a drive compared to Jensen, who probably will walk across the street and he's at the show. <laughs> I, got, I got a few hours drive on my hand, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to get inducted to BGU. We're going to take some people out. I don't, I don't know who, but I might have to take out Jensen. I keep paying people. To take him out, I gotta send yeah, Sheikh his check. <laughs> so we're we're gonna take some people out at BGU, but I'm gonna come down there. I'm gonna I'm gonna head down there to uh to check out the show. Absolutely. Um, and then of course the main event, uh, Billy Gunn and QT Marshall versus EC3 and Fodder, and that was just incredible, man. They they opened up with some uh something a little entertaining. QT decided to give his hand at rap. Um, <laughs> Billy didn't think it was all that impressive skill-wise, but it was very entertaining. You know, he gave him some credit. I thought it was pretty good myself. Um, in the end, you know, they just put on a banger, and everybody was going nuts that whole match. And QT and Billy, of course, came away with the win. Big famous boy from the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I, I saw this rap. Uh, oh, I got, did I got, you? Yeah, I got, sent, I got sent the scoop. I got sent the exclusive on this nice. rap here. Um, did did you guys know this was happening? Did, did QT just decide to grab the mic and be like, "All right, this is this is what I'm going to do." I'm QT Marshall. Like, what are, what are they going to do about it? Like, I, I don't know if you if this should have been allowed. We we can't let QT do this again. So, gotta I mean, this by somebody. <laughs> everybody seemed to love it though. So <laughs> it it it's it like, what are you going to do? <laughs> QT. You might not be the, you might not be any uh, Max Caster, but well, <laughs> he did his best. QT is fantastic. One legitimately one of the most like underrated people in wrestling because Absolutely. every time he goes out there, no matter what he does, gets a reaction, gets over, gets his opponent over. He is so great, but gotta stick to wrestling. That doesn't have a future in the rap business, I don't think. Sorry, QT. 
I, I don't know if they caught it on camera or not, but right after his entrance, it was one of the weirdest things I've seen happen. He went, he went to, he did the rap and there was like guys in the front row. Um, Cause like the ring is pretty close to the, to the fans for people who, who might not know or haven't seen the show yet. Like, um, so like you can actually, from the ring, you can high five the crowd if you reach out far enough. And QT went to high five someone in the front row and he like, he like got off balance somehow and he he like almost fell out of the ring but stopped it was so crazy because he's he stopped himself on the middle rope and balanced like he was swimming on the middle rope and like high five this guy and didn't fall out of the ring and everyone was like how the hell did you just do that so i was i thought that was pretty it was like an unintentionally impressive thing that i saw qt marshall do before the match too so yeah he's a he's a big guy but he kind of turns into a cat inside that ring man yeah He's got his feet in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I, I wanted to ask you, Jameson, um, with uh we, we talked about it just a second ago a little bit with like some of the the changing uh like the last minute changes to the show and stuff. Um like before the show started, I was talking to I was talking to Brandon and Gerard. Once again, shout out to those guys, commentators. Those guys are awesome, always made me feel super welcome on there. Like I really, really appreciate those guys and they do great work. Um, not just at, at not just at CDW, but I see them at like Southern Honor and like Battle Slam and that kind of stuff too. Like those guys are great. And um, I was talking to those guys before the before the show started, and I was like, I was like, yeah, man. So do you guys know like what number matches I'm doing? Just like so I'm ready. And they were like, oh yeah. So um, before we get started though, uh, Jameson's hurt. Um, more horsemen aren't here. Like they start like going through like the list, and I was like wait what's going on like this is crazy like there was like no seats like like no chairs yet in the arena and stuff and i was like what what's going on right now so then like i'm talking to fodder and 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 i see you coming up on the crutches and i was like oh my god like this is like this is a disaster like how i, I hope this turns out okay so what was it like for you running this whole thing in real time having to like change so much last second like what was that whole process like for you uh, you know what, man? It wasn't that bad. Uh, this was our fifth show. Um, and I know only five shows is not that much experience, but, you know, we've been in the business, um, been watching our whole lives. Uh feel like we've got our, you know, daily schedule down pretty good. Um, so thankfully, we were able to do an earlier start. Um, you know, the ring was still set up around the same time that we usually get it set up. Uh, I knew about most of these things going into the day on Saturday. Um, so it wasn't too much of a complication. It was really just remove these people from the matches. Um, we try to keep it pretty light over there. Um, you know, there's some locker rooms. Some people like to take themselves a little too intense. It's good to take wrestling seriously, but it should still be fun. Um, so we try not to like go into panic mode and get all aggressive and worry and bring people down you know we still want it to be a fun light good time for everybody watching the show and everybody involved in the show so really it's just a matter of what do we got to do to make this work and you know just make it happen it sounds like you know it seems like the changes were part of the tag team so i'm kind of keeping an eye on the show and you actually start the show you're coming out on crutches yeah like i said i'm gonna make it all yeah. by myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that i like that um but you, you're just able to kind of pluck people out of the match it's like all right we'll just rearrange this and move forward uh so it seems like you, you handled it well and it's good that you had a heads up on it and wasn't too much chaos backstage before everything with trying to make all these changes i do like that you just made it all about yourself like i'm still going to do commentary so i'm going to come out here cut a promo i assume yeah, you're going to remain i'm getting, I'm getting cri clips for instagram you know 
<laughs> I assume you're going to remain part of the shows, even if you, uh, I think the next one is January 15th. 15th have that right? Yeah. Um, uh, we actually are going to be changing the date. Um, we haven't really talked about this yet. Um, we're not going to be doing the shows at district moving forward. Um, so we're figuring some things out and we're going to fill everybody in once we get all the details finalized. Um, but the thing with district was only for five shows through December. Um, they only let us do them cause I worked there. So it's just like, hey, we have some dates open we can let you guys use and fill in. Um, the January date we were supposed to have, something turned out, um, just we're not going to get it. So we're going to figure some stuff out and we'll let everybody know. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Well, we have to change the name of the company? Uh, no, we're going to keep the name. Um, still Championship District Wrestling. I know people get confused on the name District Championship Wrestling, whatever the case is. It's pretty simple. You read it, Championship District Wrestling. You just read it going down. I don't know why people get confused. Uh, but, you know, it's the Championship District of Professional Wrestling. So we feel that's still a good name. Uh, we're definitely going to change the logo because that's their logo, the district in the middle. But other than that, there shouldn't be too many changes uh, besides the venue. So Cool. Keep us, keep us updated on what's going on with that so we can – you know, keep, keep yeah, fans we're, uh, updated. We're working well. on uh, finding some sponsors. We're talking to a few pretty good ones potentially right now. But, you know, obviously there's always there's one uh, right there. That's yeah. actually my alarm to wake up at 11 o'clock. In Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> 11 o'clock. Wait, wait, you thought the interview was uh, your time, local time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically, technically, I'm still early here. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, keep, keep us informed uh, yes. with everything so we can keep fans informed and updated on on what's going on with that okay so i was gonna say the the next show but you're gonna you're still gonna remain part of the show whether it be as a manager a personality kick jensen off a commentary just you gotta, you gotta run something where you just like throw him out of the arena oh, as no. a commentator and just take his spot i feel like that's a good no thing no 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 that's all right we uh we like <laughs> we like jensen there i get i jeremy i'm not i'm not trying to do your dirty work you want to come get him, yeah. come get him yourself but you know, uh, Jensen can do commentary for some matches. I'll do commentary for some matches. Sheik's jumped on commentary. Um, you know, we want to give people chances to uh, talk as well as wrestle. So maybe you'll start seeing some other people jump on commentary here and there. But as long as J Jensen wants to come to a show, you know, we'll get him on commentary for some matches. We love having him. Oh man, I appreciate that. Well, and speaking of that, you know, this is kind of a good uh, transition. Um, one of the matches I got to call, you mentioned it earlier, Charlotte Renegade versus Ashley Dubois. Ashley, I'm not going to say I was a good luck charm or anything, but I am a big fan of hers. And that's why you put me on commentary for her match. So I really appreciate that. Me, Brandon, and Gerard call that match. Next thing I know, I see her popping up on WWE SmackDown. Just saying. Um, so what was I mean, that? I don't like? know about good luck because she lost that match, but. <laughs> well hey well, okay but, but hey it was a it was it was a banger match though it was a really good match wins and, and losses but, matter jensen no one cares yeah. about your five star ratings and stuff. <laughs> the point is jensen gave five stars yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what matters that's what matters so, but my point is she showed up on smackdown how cool was that to see yes see, it like, is one awesome. of your own on smackdown like it is awesome. she's very good she's getting booked everywhere um you know she's taking over and I'm sure we'll see her again on some shows too. Um, but yeah, getting booked on SmackDown is always incredible. Anything you do, that's, you know, the goal is to always work for one of the TV companies. So anytime we can see people on our show, get on one of the TV shows, that's always great. Yeah. Well, in, in that match, honestly, great match. And same with um, the, 
and Helica Risk and Robin Renegade match. Like both the women's matches there were like really, really, really high quality. So like I, I really highly recommend, you know, obviously people watch this whole show, but there are a lot of fans out there that are, you know, always kind of, you know, we want more women's wrestling. There's not enough women's wrestling on these shows. These had this show, if you're a fan of women's wrestling, like you will love the matches on this show. Yeah, the uh, I mean that's as soon as we're done here, I'm probably gonna watch that last woman standing match, just because uh, I heard there was a swirly involved in there. Uh, they were all over they, the place. Yeah, they they fought through the, uh, the crowds. They were throwing each other on the couches and the tables. They went up on the bars, and so I'm definitely because there's you know there's only so much you can see from backstage. That's so I'm gonna go watch that right away. I heard that was insane. Um, definitely gonna rewatch that main event, and then I'll probably go back and watch the entire show. Now, I heard Santa Claus showed up on she this show. Does. Well, and he's actually here here on this show right now as well. So, oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, How you must you? be exhausted from all that flying around last night. <laughs> okay, I think I have a bad connection or something. Let me, I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to hop back on in just a second. Terrible reception in the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> the elves got to fix the Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, you would think. I think the reindeer are chilling through the wires up there. Yeah, so. what's going on with that? They haven't, they haven't got 5G yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spectrum Internet down there. But, hey, you know, once again, whenever Sheik fucks up, that's I'll take the opportunity to talk about myself a little more. <laughs> uh, as you can see, I can still do upper body, so oh speaking of i'll wait on cheek to, to get back in here i uh a shout out to uh to um the fodder because you know we had him on recently i've been taking the uh the protein powder the uh like the, the fruit loops version of, oh uh, yeah black magic supply black magic for this last show big shout out to black magic and fods yeah uh, you know, fodder's the man that's my boy. He hooked me and jeremy up with uh with some with some of his product i mean i've, I've been i've been taking that uh that I keep calling it fruit. I guess it's called fruity rolls is like the technical, but it's dude, that stuff is delicious. I've been just, I've been mixing it with milk and uh, like yesterday for, uh, for the holiday, I threw a little shot of uh, like a uh, banana cream moonshine in there with mine. There you go. Dude. Oh dude. It was so, it's, it's delicious. And you chew on those, on those uh, cereal by uh, like the pieces of cereal in there and stuff. And the products are amazing, man. It all tastes so good. Like a lot of, a lot of supplements are kind of chalky and blah. His those black magic man, that stuff tastes so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying the rest of that stuff. He sent like you know a few jars and packets of stuff and like a hat and, and stuff. I mean, really, really, really generous with the stuff that he sent over. Yeah, the merch is all cool too, man. Like all the shirts and everything that they have available, that stuff's all really cool too. For sure. I got my brother this shirt because it fit him a little better and he can wear it at the gym and kind of tell people about it and stuff. We get, get a little extra promotion for him at the gym and stuff. But but yeah, dude, I I uh and, and like I'm no I'm no BGU guy or anything like well I shouldn't say that I would like to become a part of BGU but I don't have the work ethic in the gym but I have been just busting out like push-ups and stuff after and I, I definitely feel better than I did like the weeks before I was hey just just doing like 50 push-ups and drinking that powder in the morning I'm like hey this stuff I feel pretty good like so yeah shout out you know if, if I went if I, if I got in the gym with this stuff I feel like I'd like I'd really be you know, I might, might look a little bit like James. That's it. Some gains. Hey, you know what? Push-ups at home is a great way to start. Push-ups, sit-ups, anything you could do without equipment, just as long as you're doing it at home, it's a good way to start. And then once you feel comfortable with doing that stuff, then you work your way into the gym, start doing some stuff at the gym. It's all pretty easy, man. I've do, been doing personal training for like 10 years. Um, I try to tell people it's 
doesn't take a lot. You can really go in there for half an hour, you know, walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes, lift weights for 20 minutes, and you're good to go. It's maybe like 2% of your day. Right. Let's let's see if Santa Chic has better connection yeah, at the yeah, North yeah. Pole. Have the Hello. elves fixed the Wi-Fi? Hello. Yes, those peasant elves have fixed the Wi-Fi. All right, good. How are you doing, Santa Claus? You know, it's it's your weekend. Uh, you had to go across the entire world in 24 hours, deliver the presents to the children. So how are you feeling after the busiest weekend of the year for you? It was super easy because I have a fleet of private jets and a bunch of minions <laughs> to do my bidding. Anyways, that's enough about me. Let's talk about my best friend, Jamison Ryan. How's your knee, buddy? Nah, we, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, uh, there's no pain. So, I mean, there's that's a good thing, but that probably means that it's pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you guys doing? How are you, uh, Jeremy and Stefan? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing great, especially after you just called them Stefan. That's fantastic. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah, Whatever. I I heard you threw your your Santa hat at, at Stefan at the show. Listen, I just I just couldn't stand his face anymore. I just needed to cover Fair. it up with something. <laughs> it was a good throw. I, was, I, I put the throw over just a second ago. Uh, you nailed me. So. Safe to say, that's Jensen's right. on the naughty list. Hey, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, dude. So yeah, and by the way, um, that, she gave or Santa she she he claws. Gave out a bunch of coal during the show. But, yeah, I don't know why it wasn't well received. I mean, it was <laughs> very nice. You get what you deserve. You know? Yeah. Nobody gave me anything. Yeah. I gave you a big hug. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, that was great. You made my night. See? You guys, you clearly didn't deserve anything else but coal, Stefan, and everybody else <laughs> in the audience. Wow. Well, yes, me, me and Big Trouble Ben Bishop. You know, six foot, twelve inch, fifteen percent of a metric ton zebra print oak. Uh, you know, Shiki Claus actually gave us big stacks of money. But our opponents, after cheating to win, by the way, complete cheating. Did you see that there was two of them that hit me with a move when in that tag match it was supposed to be one at a time? Two people were not allowed in the ring at once. I don't know where the ref was at, but they both hit me with a move and they won. They both pinned me, which is not allowed. There's only allowed to be one guy in there at a time. So I'm expunging the victory from the record books of CDW because that did not count. There's no way on earth it counted. But they cheated to win. They gave away my gift to Big Ben Bishop and Jack Jamison Ryan to the peasants that I already gave Cole to. They don't understand. They give them diamonds and money. Cole is just pre-diamonds. It's true. And listen, it's not like it's a big deal that they took our money. She gave us even more money when we got to the back. That's not the point. The point is they don't deserve that money, and infantry gave it to them anyways. Yeah, that's that's our money. They don't deserve that money with their dirty little fingers and their ugly teeth and their Gross. weird ketchup. Yeah, so some of them wore overalls. It's disgusting. Do you guys have a referee problem? Because I feel like last really? time we, we talked – there was a referee issue. Now well, there's another. I, I suspended Paul Santa from yeah. this past show, and he decided to take that opportunity to go on vacation. It was supposed to be a punishment. But but I now there's there's more point. there's more referee issues with, with this match. Like, what's going on with the refereeing here? I I mean, look, our, our referees are all incredible. They're very good referees. The problem is they don't want to do what we ask them to do, which is probably being a bad referee. 
So to be fair, they're probably right for not doing it, but also we're the ones paying them. So maybe they should also listen. 99% of the time, our referees are the most professional people in the world. Okay. But do you know what the difference between 99% and 100% is? It's flawless. And there's only one guy that's flawless, and that's me. So I can't blame anybody else because they can't be flawless like me. Okay. True. Yeah. I don't know if you you got to find a way to get them in the one percent. Like Sheik, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta teach them how to be flawless. Well, man, they can't keep screwing up. Buying them. We Listen, tried you can lead a horse to water, but at the end of the day, you're still gonna have to shoot it and make glue out of it because it's no good. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but if he doesn't drink, you gotta drown the horse. I get it. I I, I understand. I understand that side. Why would you drown a perfectly good horse when you could make glue? Yeah, just because he's not thirsty. I mean. You can still, I mean, he's still going to be the end of the horse, and then you can make glue This is why I make millions of dollars every hour, and you sit here and interview people that make millions of dollars every hour. Can I be. think that's, that's very fair. I, I can't even make a million dollars every, like, 10 years or anything, so I got to figure that out. <laughs> it's all right. Maybe in your next life you'll come back as not a human, and then you wouldn't have to worry about money. Mm. That would be great if I could come back as as not a human. I'm hoping to get the the BGU bump, you know, when when I'm when I'm there. I'm hoping to expand the brand a little bit and make a little bit more money. I feel like I can ask for more now that I got the BGU on the resume. Hey, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, did something yeah. happen when I wasn't here? Yeah, I I got inducted not I, not officially. Yeah, not officially inducted, but like I, I'm pretty sure I'm part of, of BGU. James, wait, hold confirm. on. I'm getting the email now. It says we told Jeremy that he would be part of BGU. Just go along with it. He's an idiot. Okay, <laughs> Come there on. should be two. There should be two winky faces on there too. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. here they are. I got to scroll down a little bit. Winky face, winky face, <laughs> eggplant emoji, splash emoji. Okay, I don't know what that means? Three sweat jobs. <laughs> last last show you gave me BGU, and then the very next show you you gave it away. Mm-hmm. So the next show I'm gonna find somebody to I don't know the lyrics. To the That's song. a Wham song, isn't it? I did. I also did fill them in on the uh, future of CDW. They were asking. Yeah. Told them we're gonna be uh, okay. Moving out. Moving on. Yeah, I think that it's time that we rebrand anyway because when we started we did expect us to have a good reception we didn't expect such a great reception from everybody and i feel like the brand could be much bigger than what we've been doing um and that includes just rebranding everything and and making everything quote unquote in-house for us yeah i told them uh how we only had the five shows booked with district how they were just helping us out they had some open dates um we thought we were gonna have January. it didn't work out the way that we thought it would so now we're just gonna uh keep looking for sponsors which i told them we got a few we're talking to but we're always looking for more if anybody is interested in sponsoring the show um uh help us out with that we'd be happy to hear from you um we put your logo on everything uh but now uh, we're in the process of finding a new home for cdw with this rebrand if you want to jump if anybody wants to jump on board with sponsorship you'd be coming at a founder's level, which means everywhere you see CDW, you would also see your brand synonymous with our brand. Yeah, we're big We're big on uh, promoting. So like with the NFC fight shows, you know, we had our guys on their show, we are promoting them on our show. And we wanna do that for any company that wants to work with us. You know, we'll put you over on commentary, put your stuff on the rings and the logos and all that, we'll get you everywhere. 
and we've got great talent to back us. And those guys are, you know, some of the best at what they do. So they don't mind coming over uh, into your realm of whatever it may be that if you're sponsoring us and bring what they do to you, which is great and, you know, head turning and it catches attention. So it's definitely beneficial. Um, and even if we don't have great people, we have people like Trip Jordy, Caleb Tennedy, and Parker Lee that I could also feed to the wolves. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, those guys. I, I talked to those guys again uh, at the show a little bit. Some of those younger guys like uh, Trip Jordy and Dylan Lesson. Lyson, I always mess his last name. Lesson. Dylan Lesson. Yeah, um, the piece of trash that punched me in the yeah, face. Yeah. Hey, listen, as can, The Rock yeah. says, it's not important what his last name is. It's only important that he got suspended last show. Yep. And then he got yeah. involved in the Battle Royal anyways. He did. He did. He just doesn't he listen. Real. He ended up chasing August off, which actually worked out for pretty well for August. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I'm sure August isn't complaining. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's fine with it. A couple cheap shots and then you win the Battle Royal. I'll take it. Is is the plan is the plan still going to be for August versus Birch with the changes or or sorry Martin Stone? Yeah, Martin changes? Stone, formerly Danny Danny Birch. Um, we're still planning on doing that. It's just we just got to find the new location. So cool. That is a diamond guarantee from the Diamond Sheet. That match will happen. I want to ask about Martin Stone, Danny Birch returning because this was a, a big thing. Uh, you, you teased it a couple shows ago, I think, that it was somebody who hasn't wrestled since he left WWE, and he, I think, he said in the promo that he'd been injured and everything. But how did how did this come about? You guys getting Danny Birch's uh, big return to wrestling? Yeah, he got. Uh, I think he got hurt right before he left WWE, um, so he had to have surgery when he left, so he hasn't been able to wrestle. Um, you know, he, he knew his timeline when he was looking to get back out there. Uh, he heard about us after our first show, and we got in contact, reached out, and he's only down in Florida, so it's pretty easy to drive for him. And we thought, um, you know, the way that we've been building our main events, we like having those big stars, those big names in those main events for us. And what bigger main event than somebody like Danny, Martin Stone, formerly Danny Birch, coming off of uh, WWE, making his big return to wrestling. I mean, it can't get much bigger than that. Listen, Martin, Martin and I have been talking and he was banking on August to win that that battle royal because he and August have been going at it on social media. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they have been shooting shots at each other all year long. Yeah, that's why he wanted to he, he live feed in. You know, we got a he sent us a live feed stream right after the battle royal because he had a feeling August was going to win. And sure enough, he did. Um, so he. You know, talking a little trash to August, and we're all pretty excited about getting that match. Yeah, I saw there was a good amount of buzz for it too. Like, uh, like you know, I, I, you've been like, you had been in the loop with us about it, and we had stuff ready on Fightful for it. And I saw like, uh, I think like Cultaholic and uh, like some some of the other outlets. I saw. Yeah, I saw Wrestling Inc. So. Wrestling Inc. picked it up. Uh, yeah, that was huge for me. I'm a big fan of Wrestling Inc. Um, yeah, as well as you guys, obviously, but. I'm on your side, so that's clear. You guys made us regulars. So uh, I feel like we're sort of family here. It's fightful. Bleep that uh, wrestling. Jameson, you don't have to be nice to these presidents. Come on. Jameson <laughs> <laughs> says after wrestling zinc now. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool hearing, like, uh, even, like, uh, I, I know – I was watching one of the, those what culture uh, YouTube shows, like their, their new shows where they would just go through some of the stuff through the week. And to hear them talking about championship district wrestling, like by name was kind of cool. Like just hearing that, just hearing the, the name of the brand is kind of out there more was, uh, was, was really cool to hear. 
Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we're really excited about all the exposure. Um, our social medias are growing like crazy lately. Um, the YouTube videos all get tons of views. Um, so we're really just, you know, excited about all the uh, promotion that we've been getting lately. Hopefully people awesome. will go subscribe. You know, I'm just going to keep plugging that. Subscribe to the YouTube. Help us out there. Show five. Show five has premiered on YouTube. So you guys. Yeah, actually, Jeremy out. filled me in on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> broke that new. I will say, whoever uh, I don't want to call anybody else, they they, they need to change the headline of it because it does say show four and it has the November date on there. So, oh, you're right, it does. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we got to fix that for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not paying somebody enough, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Gotta 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 read the headline before you publish the article. I've learned that many times. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens when you let these BGU interns go in and upload our YouTube show. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, it's hard to find good help these days, you know. Hundred percent. Looks like our stuff, I guess. Looks like August Artois is in the uh, chat, also the live chat, or at least he was during the show. Sheik, I, I gotta ask you. Uh, you know, you you broke the news to I think the wrestling world that Rick Ross was going to enter wrestling, mm. and nobody believed you for some reason. But here he is on AEW. When are we gonna see him at CDW? Because this this is you. You did this. You manifested this. Rick Ross on Listen, AEW. You guys, and now you guys know better than anybody else that I was the first person to speak that into existence. Yeah, yeah sure. Four months before anything happened four or five months before anything happened, I told you guys that it was going to happen, and it happened. And I'm tired of people doubting me and saying that I don't know what I'm talking about or not believing me, as you so eloquently put it. But when the Sheik says something, it happens. And as far as Rick Ross goes for CDW, let's just say with the rebrand, he might be more inclined to show up and cause some havoc at a show. Good. Okay. We, we need, we need more of the biggest <laughs> As oh, long that, as he's not, uh, you know, using his uh, amendment right for freedom of speech on our show. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I gotta say, when when the when Rick Ross wants to talk, you let Rick Ross talk. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna. There's no. Nobody. No one's gonna stop him from doing that. That's you know. That's him. That's, that's I don't know if you guys spit him out, busted open, but he went out there and pretty much said the yeah, same thing. Yeah, he said the same thing. <laughs> the biggest motherfucker. <laughs> so Keith Lee's a big motherfucker. Tony Khan's a cool motherfucker. He he was gonna curse. Yep. Nobody's stopping him. Said nobody said anything to him in the back when he got back there. What are you gonna tell Rick Ross? Like, no, hey, what are you gonna tell him? He can he can afford the fine. He's the biggest boss right. you've seen thus far. He knows Pablo yeah, right. Noriega, the real Noriega. Like he knows all these people. You can't tell it Rick. Never Ross was a lie. Yes, that's right. Hey, and every day she, he's hustling. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. She that, rem, right. that reminds me, she I know they did they just did another one of those uh diamond ring uh battle royals and like it led to the match with with Ricky versus MJF. Did you make another diamond ring this year? I know, I know you made the, the last one you, you told us about, but is there is there a fourth one so, coming or again he's the third one going forward? Let, let me tell you guys a little story, okay? I call up one of my good friends, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I tell him, I say, Hey, uh should we go ahead and design a fourth iteration of the diamond ring? And he tells me, since I am AEW champion, I don't plan on losing that or the ring at all. So you know what, my friend, don't worry about it. But when I win it again on the fifth time, which he hit, you know, super confident that he was going to win it this time. He says, when I win it again the fifth time, we'll do a five-year anniversary ring. 
and we're going to upgrade the hell out of it. So you can look forward to that. But as far as this one goes, Max is super happy with the ring I made because obviously if you make something perfect and if it ain't broken, you don't fix it, right? So he said it's such such an upgrade over the last one, and he loves it so much that he doesn't even want to think of another ring right now, and he wanted to keep it. Now, if Ricky had won the ring, I don't know if there would have been a request to change it or not, but since Max kept it, we decided that he was going to keep that one. He said it's a very good size for, uh, let's just say, doing what he has to do on a weekly basis. So he's happy with it. Well, that That's that's good to hear. I think a fifth-year anniversary one. I can't imagine what that thing's going to look like. I, I Huge, the size of your head. Yeah, I, I imagine it's just going to be absolutely, yeah. Well, the fact that you can't imagine it, and I already have like eight designs in my head is what differentiates me and you, I guess. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a lot more than that for sure. But yeah, it's like it all the fans to... at CDW with the cold. They can't imagine it, so they're never gonna get diamonds. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just gonna they're probably idiots. They probably used it to barbecue some pork or whatever these peasants eat on. on I guarantee that guy sitting front row on the left is still squeezing in his hand, thinking that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, he's he has no idea that it takes high pressure and high temperature to make diamonds, not just soft not pressure just and, and and clammy hands. <laughs> uh guys we appreciate you uh you joining us today uh jameson i hope everything goes well with your injury Sheik, i hope you have safe travels from the north pole uh let, let us know, plug anything you you want to plug talk about anything you want to talk about let everybody know where they can find everything at jameson go ahead uh at jameson or at is it it's post Malone. Malone. Hey, yeah. Hey, 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 don't remind him of his own tag. It's at Post Malone on Instagram. It's at Post Malone JIY on Twitter. Sheik, what's the district YouTube page? I just had it. I should know all these things. It's champ. I mean, if you type in Championship District Wrestling in YouTube, it's it'll be the first one that comes up. Championship District right Wrestling. There. It is live. Um, obviously, this isn't live, so it doesn't matter. But I'm watching the trios match on my phone right here, um, or the triple threat. Uh, I need some coffee. Clearly, my brain's still not working at full capacity right now. It's because all the blood's going to your knee to heal it, so you don't have enough blood in your brain right now. It's all going somewhere. <laughs> Eggplant emoji. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, uh, Sheik, where can they find you at? You can find me at Diamond Sheik on Instagram, at the Diamond Sheik on Twitter. And uh, we will always be at district underscore wrestling on uh, Instagram. Uh, but like I said, the branding is going to change. So just keep an eye out for that. But we're going to try to hold on to our tags. Yep, name will be the same, hopefully, and uh, just different color scheme, a little cooler logo, try and spice it up a little bit. Um, also, anybody watching, I am going to be looking to do some managing uh, for BGU, whether you want to book Sheik, Brandon, or Ben, or Quattro. Uh, you know, I can be on the outside while I'm injured, and I'm also looking to do some commentary. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun doing commentary on our shows, so if anybody needs commentary on their shows, I'd be happy to help out. Uh, I love to talk and hear my voice, so that's always fun for me. Uh, keep us updated. That makes two um, of us. I like to hear your voice, too. <laughs> keep I like us to hear updated. my voice as it bounces back off of your voice. <laughs> keep us updated on the rebrand. Let us, let us, let us, 
<laughs> let us know about everything so we can keep keep our fans uh updated on everything as well guys we really appreciate that as you take time every month to to talk to us and uh discuss everything going on in your world and, and championship mm-hmm. district wrestling and jameson hope everything goes well with the mri and the recovery and it's it's not too bad and you'll be back in there pressing guys throwing guys around soon enough and well, she you know if, even if it doesn't i'll still find a way to hit somebody there you go. There you go. Sheik, next time you see Stefan, please throw another Santa hat or a snowball or anything at him. Uh, pops me tremendously. Uh, guys, again, thank you. Everyone support Championship Dish Wrestling. Head over to the YouTube. Watch the latest show that is up now on their YouTube channel. Check that out. And uh, we will be right back here on the spot. Big thanks to James and Ryan, Diamond Sheik, as always, for joining us. We love those guys. We appreciate those guys. Everyone go to Championship District Wrestling, uh, their YouTube channel, and support them. Check out the latest show where uh, Stefan Jensen did commentary on their latest show and got a Santa hat thrown at him. All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Our first show of 2023, the first show of the new year. I'll probably have no sleep after staying up late for Wrestle Kingdom and then watching AEW and then staying up late for uh, New Year Dash. So that should be a very fun show. I will be zombified as uh, as I go through next week's show. But we, we have an interview with uh, chess boxing champion Matt Thomas next week, which is just fantastic that we're talking about talking to a chess boxing champion. Uh, but he's involved in in kind of like ce- celebrity boxing, influencer boxing. He was on Valley TV, Love is Blind. We did ask him some wrestling stuff. So that is next week's show. Also talk about all the big news happening in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, guys, subscribe to Fightful Select. Support everything we got going on there. $5 a month. You get all the scoops from one Sean Ross Sapp and some other people, other people throw in scoops as well. You get early access to interviews. Sean has a interview with uh, Will Ospreay that is coming up. That'll be posted tomorrow. Got some other big interviews coming up that I can't spoil, but uh, I, I know about them. I know about them. Sean's interviewing a lot of people. Go check out the Tony Khan interview with Grapsody, Will Washington, Righteous Reg, Phil Lindsay. Uh, big interview that they did with Tony Khan. 90 minutes with Tony Khan. Great interview there. Check out Will Washington on Day After Dynamite at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on this channel. Check that out. Will will review last night's Dynamite that he was live in attendance for in Colorado. Head over to Fightful Overbooked. At noon, we have a new show, Wrestling with the Odds. It is myself. It is Jarrett Bailey. And it is discussing the betting odds of New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 17. We run through the matches, the betting odds on them, and tell you where you should maybe lay down a little bit of money. That's a new thing we're starting. We're going to dive into betting and gambling and you know, bet responsibly everybody bet responsibly so you can check that out that premieres at noon on fightfuloverbooked.com otherwise don't follow me on twitter you can follow steven jensen on twitter at fight talk underscore we will be back next week right here on the spotlight happy new year everybody bye everyone do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is having a versatile high quality favorite feels great But having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. 
Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.